You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, the Chompcast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Swear that every week. It's true. Every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com and, of course, iTunes, Spotify, and nearly every major podcast outlet. Um, Head on over. Give us a five-star rating. I mean, that means the world to us. Um, And if you're feeling really frisky after you're done uh, done subscribing and leaving a kind rating, go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Find out how you can become a VIP. Um, Intentionally wanted this show to be a little batshit crazy, a little off-the-wall a little random uh, because uh, Rich is not here today. It's the 4th of July. It's a weird week. Um, even whenever we're having patrons vote on the topic, this week a little weird. So I thought this is the best, most poetically um, enticing way to start the show off. Okay. So I'll tell you guys, I was, I was driving around this week and it started to rain lightly at first. And then it got heavier and heavier and heavier and Till it turned into a full-blown thunderstorm. And I got to tell you, in Montana, that's not super common. We don't get a lot of full-blown you know, thunderstorms here. So I appreciate them when they happen, especially as somebody who grew up um, in Florida <laughs> and was spoiled. But yeah, that's not something I see a lot here in Montana. And I'm driving around in the storm, and it's real. It's really coming down. Uh, lightning, thunder, the whole shebang, if you will. And I notice something incredible. That I Does don't think I've ever seen. Thunder say shebang in Montana? Is that? He goes, yeah, okay. shebang. All right. Shebang. <laughs> That's what I say every time I slip inside my wife, but we'll talk about that. Shebang! <laughs> yeah. Too much. Um, no. I noticed something, cra- speaking of shebang, Josh. At no point I noticed- she said it was too much. <laughs> I noticed something crazy in the middle of the storm. It was... Two squirrels having sex. Now, this was crazy for a lot of reasons. Not unusual to see animals um, fornicating in the wild, if you will. You know, that's the beautiful thing about nature. Humans, on occasion, will try to find a way to squeeze outside and <laughs> without fear of getting caught for public indecency. And, you know, who doesn't have a good story or two where they've tried to pull that off, um, hopefully successfully. Uh, and... But never have I seen animals going at it in a thunderstorm. And I thought, wow, that's determination right there. We're talking about lightning, thunder, just coming down. And here I see these two squirrels that just don't care. And I was imagining, like, how fun and kind of exciting that would be to actually try and, you know, make love in a thunderstorm. I don't think a lot of people have probably done that, you know, right in the heat of the moment and the danger and the excitement. I said, you know what? I got to get this on. This could go viral. I got to get this on my phone. I got to film this. So um, I turned my car around a little bit because I just, I was thinking all this as I drove past it. Um, So I get my phone out and I drive up to these squirrels and I don't want to scare them away, but I didn't want to get close enough to film it. And, um, I roll down my window as I pull up tr- very cautiously here, <laughs> and I you can't you can't resist the urge, and you're like, hey, you little sluts, <laughs> get a room, um, and and I roll down the window carefully, pull out my phone to take a video, and I realize that it was actually just a tree stump that looked like two squirrels having sex. 
so how how much <laughs> squirrel porn had you watched before this thunderstorm? Jesus. That, that was that was what the what the stump looked like to you. That is my mindset this week. So much insanity and buildup and all of this for just I don't even know. That's the kind of show I want to have today. Just a confusing mess of a show. Um, <laughs> just that makes no logical sense. Um, but yeah, that oh, was Jesus that. <laughs> That was my entire thought process. The, the, so. To answer your question, though, Morgan, mm -hmm. to answer your question, you said, like, you don't think that many people have probably had sex in a thunderstorm. I guarantee you, at some point in the um, human history time frame, that basically there was some tribe or some tribe of humans or the predecessors to humans as we know them now that was like... yeah. If you have sex under thunderstorm, you will have strong children. And um, if there are any cavemen who are offended by my caveman accent, uh, I do deeply apologize. Then, then try but your anyways, best to leave a rating, uh, you fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> Good luck leaving that five-star right? rating on your cave wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, they have the best rating, word of mouth. You know, uh, it's... Uh, so Shay, you're yeah, you're right. It's probably some sort of ritual to get the best sort of uh, uh, you know possible breeding situation for. Your... Yeah, I... right, right, exactly. Do you, do you remember how many Craigslist ads there were for people looking to hook up during the eclipse, trying to make super children? I mean, whatever works, no. whatever gets you laid, man. <laughs> You, you you need to Google this at some point. <laughs> I do need to Google that. I did not know about okay. this. <laughs> yeah. I, I should do I wonder how many people you... try those kind of things. I would like, guess, Shay... you try and have sex during the Chinese New Year. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yeah, well... I, I, I bet if I pulled our audience about if anyone said sex in a thunderstorm, it's going to be very low. Probably less than 10%, I would guess. Oh, yeah. For sure. But And they're probably uh, lying. Yeah. But it's interesting to yeah. think about, like the what that would be like would be, would be pretty intense. But um, I don't know. That was just a, a weird event that I had. So thank you for taking the journey with me, and then uh, probably being left uh, high and dry at the end, uh, much like I was. Um, we have a, a pretty awesome weird show today. We do a little brain dancing with Cyberpunk for the topic of the show. Catch up on what we have been playing. Maybe a little Last of Us Two quick check in with Shay. Um, and Josh, one step from Eden, Lair of the Clockwork God, with uh, Joshy Poo, who did a marathon stream as well as Draugun. And um, I lost my virginity to a wombat in the Ratchet and Clank reboot. Um, right. And our list... I did, you. I did it. <laughs> it had to happen eventually. It's hard to, hard to lose that wombat V-card. Yeah, I, I think you was. meant that... Lombax, but wombat too. They're hard to oh, get. Oh, fuck. Is it a Lombax? What did I say, wombat? Probably just yeah, had wombats weird. on the mind ever since. Ever since <laughs> those squirrels turned out to be teasing you. <laughs> a, a wombat is pretty squirrely, isn't it? It's squirrel adjacent. Hmm. Um, yeah, wombats are kind of weird. I'm looking at one right now. It's like a, it's like a ch chunky pig hamster, kind of. Um. Anyways, yeah, you're right. It's wombats is what I meant to say. Oh man. And I learned crazy things like that Rosario Dawson actually does voiceovers in that game, which is, I'm really worried about her career at this point. I love her to death. Um, 
but no, that's I'm excited to talk to you guys about that. And you know, our listeners are simping for Judy. What? Simping for Judy? It's true. Eighty percent of our audience is simping for Judy Alvarez from Cyberpunk, and uh, they're uh, also disgusted I, by. Yeah, I just assumed Judge. <laughs> well, that, there's no surprise. That would have been a hundred percent of our audience would have right? been simping for Judy. Yeah, there's, Judy. I mean, there's there's no escaping that. I mean, the things she can do with that mallet just <laughs> blow your mind. Um, uh, disgusted by my pepperoni placement choices, and Rich isn't here to bash my Spidey Men title. All that and more. Uh, let's get some intro. Shay Layton is here. You've already heard him chirping a little bit here. The professor from Japan. Um, how are you doing, Shay? I'm good. I heard some news. I don't know if you guys heard it this week. Uh, the Professor Layton series is coming to mobile next week. Yeah. Huh. That's a good fit for mobile. Yeah. I yeah. thought so. It's true. I, I, I you know, it's kind of funny. I was like, I, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is finally the time for me to actually play a Professor <laughs> Layton game because I've never played one. Hmm. No longer live a blood, the life of a poser. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Can't be a poser any longer. That's okay. I wear if it makes you feel better, Shay, as far as being a poser, sometimes this is General Mountain Time Morgan, by the way, Montana. Sometimes I wear my fallout shirt I found at the thrift store. Uh, and it starts conversation. Ironically, a lot of women will come up to you and men be like, Hey, I love Fallout. I'm just like, ah, if I was only single. But I feel like a poser because I'm not that big of a Fallout fan. <laughs> I just like the shirt. Morgan, <laughs> because someone says they like your shirt doesn't mean they want to sit on your dick. No, I no, no. I, I, I oh know goodness. that. I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, um, I feel like the moral of the story is just that I feel like a, a poser because I'm just like, ah, oh, Fallout. Yes, like, I like mm, those games. That brunette Fine. didn't scowl at me. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I too like brown well, barren landscapes. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily like they want to sit on your dick, but like you could if you were if when I was single you could use that as an opportunity to maybe like hey, like you talk a little fall and like hey, would you, would you want to like grab a cup cup of coffee sometime? And they say Oh, sure. Do you have a child? And I say, yes. They say, no, say, no, I just was telling you I like your shirt. Get the fuck away from me, freak. Look, you got to take the openings when you can, Shay. Come on. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm giving you shit, but in all seriousness, if somebody complimented me on my shirt, I would probably be like, it's a possibility that this person is interested. But I, would, I wouldn't yeah. definitely. No, I just immediately take it off and give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your shirt. Fine, Can I it's have yours it? if you mm-hmm. want it. It's like, Jesus. damn, God, Twist my just trying to go somewhere. Um, but it just sucks. <laughs> I love Saying that. You sh- want to see my abs? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, Shay. So we're gonna catch up on a lot of stuff today. It should be well. It's gonna be a weird show. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, it's uh, the 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 very essence of this show is going to make no sense. Um, to a lot of people, and I, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, like it harkens back to the SPT days when it was just the three of us. That's true. That is true. That is very true. Um, if <laughs> anyone who would like is is not familiar with this, we didn't get a guest this week, so you know it'll be a little bit more of a throwback. I will say this. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Hundred percent sure. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure. That's a that's a combination of being a hundred percent sure. sure. I'm I'm on a pressure. Um, I'm. I was that thinking sounds like a hooderite sex position. We oh, I tried this experiment with. 
What is that? It's like bulldogging, but you're both on meth? Hanapashur. <laughs> Let's do reverse Hanapashur, please. Honey, you want to go back out and do the Hanapashur <laughs> in the wagon? I can't wait to Hanapashur you tonight. Reverse Hanapashur. <laughs> is that what the um, accent they have? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um... No, but I, so what I tried to do for this show is I've been experimenting with putting, uh, cause Rich couldn't be here. I tried to put his, um, his AI into this like little floating orb that I have. It's, it's something I've been working on. It's sort of like the, the ghost from destiny, but it's a little, a little more ghetto. It's, it's, it's a prototype. It's, you know, it's not ready to hit the market or anything yet. And obviously it's really problematic. So even though I implanted Rich's AI, it just sputters and just sometimes says random things without warning um but the world building uh, is great yeah but the world building yeah I was not wearing a mask and i feel like i should call someone who 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 do i call see the, guy at the wendy's i drove through today it's it's doing I was not wearing a mask and i feel like i should call someone who 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 do i call see i don't know what that even means but hmm. it's important oh is this that prototype the hutter for sure 2000 that you've the, been working on the, the hutter for sure yes it's part it is part uh, sex doll inspired. It it really is. It's part sex doll. Um, all okay. Hey, hey everybody, shut the fuck up. I can't remember what I was gonna say. Continue. Hey, hey, you guys told me the answer isn't at the bottom of a bottle, but I mean we're almost there, so we might as well check it out. You're I mean, blowing your load all at once, my friend. You got to <laughs> save some of these. You got. Hmm. It actually wasn't intentional. They just started playing one after another. <laughs> they just so like I yeah. I, I started that, them. That shut the fuck up one. I that know, was that was one. Totally ruined that one. Hmm. I told you it just says random things. There's no there's no uh, rhyme or reason to it. Uh, honestly, I'm looking at like seven voice messages from Rich. One, two, three, four, five, eight, and they're starred, so I save them. But I have no idea what's on them. <laughs> I have no idea. It could be anything, really. Hmm. It's just, uh, it's like a grabby box. Like when you go to the dentist and they let you pick a toy, and you know, it's just like a bunch of random shit in there. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a grab bag. Grabby um, box is another one of those positions that really <laughs> should be, box. you know, <laughs> that's. Is that That's the one that did. Trump used in Russia mm-hmm. when he was pissing on all those models? Mm-hmm. Hey, come play the grabby box. Let's do the grabby box. <laughs> I'm really bad at grabby box. That's like that. It's not my forte. Um, thanks for being here, Shay. Josh is here. Joshua Fowler's here from Michigan, of course. Uh, Josh, I know. Yesterday, you were joking about how you were uh, a bit concerned. You didn't have a lot of passion for. Uh, the the cyberpunk topic or the mixer topic that our patrons voted on patreon.com slash swordchomp um, so you're worried you're going to fall asleep halfway through so I found this to work as some sort of alarm system for you if you find yourself getting a little sleepy I took this from last week's podcast what? we can do <laughs> anytime you're about to fall asleep mm-hmm. I'll just uh, what? we can just play that over and over again okay yes it's amazing. I know exactly what that what is in response to, because <laughs> it was so <laughs> yeah, distinctive. Right? <laughs> I should just say that. I've anytime. never heard Morgan make that sound on the podcast, and that's why, like, I heard that and I was like, "This is incredible." <laughs> I don't think I've ever reached that pitch before. I think that's a new pitch for me. Mm. Um, it was. I'm glad. I'm glad you're bringing it back. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Well, we're bringing it back to cyberpunk a little bit today because. 
we were trying to find something a little lighter with Rich being gone to talk about, and they we had our patrons just vote for fun between the death of Mixer and this, and it kind of had a narrow victory there. But there was a um, people are really hyped about Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, Josh, and I know this is not exactly the most exciting thing for you, but I got to tell you, I do polls all the time on the Ad Chomp Instagram, and this game blows everything out. Like I could literally. There's literally nothing that I could put up there against Cyberpunk that would win. Like, Cyberpunk obliterates everything, and people haven't even played it yet. It's just people are that excited about it. And they released, just this week, they released this, they're doing this new series on YouTube that CD Projekt Red is, um, where they're showing you bits of the game and actually going into the gameplay in the world and stuff. So there's a couple fun things I think we can talk about to check in on this game, where we are now at HypeWise, because it has been delayed and delayed again. And um, people just love to hear us talking about cyberpunk. I mean, whether it's customizable genitalia or getting into the gameplay, people can't get enough. I promise you that. Um, like we said, we, we, you said it yourself, Josh. It's going to cure world peace. I mean, those those you know it, you said it. So it's got a good chance of curing world peace. Um, at this point, we just needed to cure COVID and we just racism need to find the disease and- now. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of things that really could use some curing uh, right now. If they, could, if they could drop that sometime soon, that would be nice. Um, but it's anyways, the video's out there, which is pretty cool because they do a breakdown analysis of it. It's really corporate. They have this this uh, really nice host lady who kind of walks you through it, and they throw it to the team, and they give you their team spiel. But there's some interesting things that I want. There's like three major things I thought would be fun to talk about with you guys. And I have some uh, some brief feedback from the Chomp Instagram community as far as like where their hype is now as opposed to where it is before. Because this is probably one of the most more hyped games ever, whether it delivers or not. The first question I'm curious to see about how you guys feel is, the tone of this game um, narratively is interesting, because if people are coming right off The Witcher, I think they might be a little surprised. The which is very like poetic and dark and serious, um, and I love The Witcher. But if you watch all the narrative stuff they're releasing, the tone on this game seems more like almost like kind of schlocky and bombastic from from like the voice acting and everything. And it's interesting. Like there's a lot of like, hey, hey, yo, we're gonna blow this place up, and I'm gonna pop that cherry. And you know, like um, the main character is like, yo, he, he talks like some like beefcake from New Jersey. He's, yo, I went inside that that crazy hit, man. Like. And we're getting small bites bites of this stuff, but I wonder if the tone of the storytelling is going to be unusual for people. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm surprised Barrett's in the game. <laughs> he's, he's he's doubling up this year. Mm-hmm. Game yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, you portrayed that accent. No, I um, <clears throat> you know, absolutely having loved Witcher three, not being the only game I played, and I haven't read the books. Full disclosure. Um, I remember, you know, Geralt's voice was not always like the most, not necessarily likable or unlikable, but it was kind of in that vein a little bit too, where it seemed like the voice was being put on a little bit, so to speak. So that and some of the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue and interactions in Witcher 3 are amazing, but I also feel like uh, there are some of those elements that, trace elements that you're talking about for Cyberpunk 2077 in Witcher 3 in terms of, like, dialogue and craziness of it. But I also think that, um, you know, just watching the trailers and stuff, I think they're taking a lot of inspiration from elsewhere as well. I mean, a lot of it reminded me of The Fifth Element, 
which is a fantastic movie just in terms of um like design of characters or costume design as well as dialogue and stuff that that movie was wildly influential um for a lot of steampunk type vibes so i i firmly believe that that movie is probably somewhat of an inspiration for this game yeah i can't remember if it was the fifth element or titanic was the first nude scene i saw as a kid but um it's one of those two I, I haven't forgotten about it yet to this day i mean everyone remembers it you know i don't have to say anything you know what i'm talking about um i know i i you still know have... josh is as much as we both don't like that i gotta admit we we all remember when we fought, saw our first booby mm. uh, yeah. as yeah it's true now Which I actually so. say that, and I don't. I don't remember my. <laughs> yeah, first I was about to say like no, not not really. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, I wow. don't. I actually don't remember my first booby. Actually, no, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. I remember my first booby. <laughs> my first one. I mm, man, I got I stories, but I'm not going to go into them. Uh, no, but yeah, I still have faith Thank in you. CD Projekt Red. It's just the tone is is different than I thought. I guess I was expecting like this very serious thing, but it's a little more, a little more. It seems a little lighter, a little goofier, maybe a little more like the tone is like almost as over the top as the vibe of the world itself. So I'm I'm curious to see how they how they pull that off. Um, I think it's to its benefit though, because if it was trying to be super serious, it, then people the criticism there would be like, "Oh, it's Witcher just in cyberpunk." If it's yeah. taking well, itself too seriously, right? As buggy as open world games are, I think a little bit of campiness helps out. So, whenever something just breaks, it doesn't, you know, ruin your experience. It's just more of the experience, right? Com- um, Right, doesn't completely take you out of the immersion. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, look, you're not going to make people happy no matter what. So I'm curious. I mean, people are always going to find something to be unhappy about. Um, but uh, I'm 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 really excited to see what they're going to do. That actually leads me right into the brain dancing, which is pretty is pretty cool. I, there's a very intensive breakdown of brain dancing in the new trailer they did, which looks kind of like if you I know you didn't play Detroit Shay. Um, it looks kind of like basically you're going into someone's memories and you're using that. It's like okay. a memory chip, and you're using that to solve. Uh, like scenarios or figure out stuff, quests, crimes, whatever it happens to be. Um, and, and Detroit to um, Detroit to human had this sort of situation much like that, where you could like rewind, pause, and you could like go through like what wait, was happening. Wait, what, sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. What did you just call that game? Did I mess it up? Detroit. Oh, become human. I I'm sorry. De- yeah, I thought you said yeah. Detroit Two Human. I was like, those are two different <laughs> games. <laughs> two Human, God, that's still stuck in my head. Probably, uh, two human. probably improve yeah. Detroit a, a wee bit, but anyway, that would have been an interesting mashup: Two Human and Detroit. Um, yeah, Two Human. That's Sorry a, to interrupt. That's I, a I really story. Am. No, no, that's a good call. I as I as I said it, I was like, something seems wrong there. Become human. That's 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 an important distinction. Um, but yeah, they had sort of like a rewind time, fast speed up kind of a look through like a surveillance tape sort of a thing to how you could solve crimes in that game too as well. And it's not necessarily a revolutionary thing, but they're doing a similar thing here. But the, the conceit to the world is interesting with the whole brain dancing, um, which leads us to Judy that we'll talk about next. But basically, yeah, brain dancing from what the developer said is like 
it started as a way for you to just relive memories for the sake of like therapy or, or, or like important things in your life, you know, memories, like even that you can just hold on to. And then it sort of like <laughs> expanded obviously into people like wanting to watch people's memories for allured purposes, you know, like I want to pop in this person's chip so I can experience what it was like for like a, a sexual reason. Right. And it just goes into a bunch of like, that's the cyberpunk world is they're sort of exploring all those fun avenues. But, um, that was a big thing they showed in that demo was, uh, this guy was like, um, robbing this place. And then they were able to sort of like pick through it with the detective mode. Now I know Josh, you did, you did say, Oh no, another detective mode. You didn't seem too too thrilled about that. Um, were you not through? Did you did you like the detective mode in The Witcher Three? No, no, it was pretty bad. It was one of the better looking detective modes, but it was still a te- detective mode. Like, like I know people are trying to get away from gamey looks, but just having the thing that you notice sparkle a little bit is already an indicator we all know, and doesn't ruin the rest of the look of the screen by doing it. Um, like I'd much rather have something just stand out like r- really about the best implementation I've seen of detective mode had nothing to mm-hmm. do with it and it's just the the runner mode in Mirror's Edge where anytime you're within like a certain radius of a jump or something you can grab on or climb on it'll just start to turn red as you get closer to it um, mm-hmm to make it stand out like oh here's here's something i can interact with um i don't know like i just i want i want those things to be way less intrusive than they always are it's a difficult balancing act though like um not to bring this game into it because obviously we're going to talk about it later but mm-hmm. with the last of us two those those items um they will flash for a split second uh you know the the white light to indicate that you can pick up these items um and that feels like that feels like a holdover from like the 90s and early 2000s um but at the same time it's trying to indicate something without being too um intrusive you know and it's difficult to find that balance of like making things stand out to where they don't seem like overtly obvious like you have like a pre-rendered background and then you have something like the old final fantasy games where you have something that just clearly doesn't fit in the pre-rendered background and you're like oh that's an item Mm -hmm. i can pick up yeah that's gamey but then you have like the flashing thing and that's gamey as well but then you also have detective mode that's also gamey so at the end of the day it's like yeah I'd much it, rather like, there's no yeah, way to, like there's, there's no way to like get around it but like I'd much rather have that than have my entire screen be yellow like 90% of the time because uh, you just constantly need the detective mode turned on I, or some nonsense I know what you mean there's some games where I come constantly find myself like like in when I was playing that man eater game I kept finding myself constantly pushing the scan button to see things like because I just wanted to ping everything so I could get it as quickly as possible. Um, but, um, no, I, I think the implementation here might be more unique than we're getting it credit for because I don't think it's necessarily like you're looking for an object. I think it's they're trying to use it for narrative reasons. So I'm hoping 
that from what at least they showed that the implementation and if you think about the world building uh, for example Judy which we'll talk about in a second that our audience is simping over she is part of the night gang uh, the mocks the Night City Gang, the Mox, and she actually aids the city sex workers. She is the described as the Night City's premier brain dance technician. That's what she does. So she's like somebody you go to. She's like the the brain dance technician. It's like a Minority Report vibe when I saw that. You know what I mean? And um, so the idea that they're sort of using that for world building and how they're going to expand upon that sounds cooler than just you're not going to walk into a room and hold L2 with a big bubble to look for an object. This seems like a different implementation. Yeah, yeah. like, as far as that goes, like, some sort of future overlay thing is probably the best case scenario as far as just just give us the information we want, but have it not break immersion. Yes. Like, I mean, it could just have, I mean, it's something as simple as, like, you know, like the Terminator or, you know, style vision where it's just like you know little line comes down points to it and explains what you're looking at sort of a thing something something along those lines would be interesting did you like the detective thing in batman and like arkham knight and stuff no i think that was probably one of the worst implementations of it because it's you don't just need it for finding the clues you need it for the combat too so most of the combat is in this like well, not the combat itself. Like once you're in a fight, fight, but like any of the stealth mm-hmm. seg- seg- segments leading up to that. Yeah, you've you've got the detective mode on, so everything is the wrong color, and you can see all the enemies walking around with their skeleton bones. Uh, it's 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 kind it's like it it ends up having the opposite effect that I think they want. Um. And yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some way around that. That doesn't just force you to use it constantly. And unfortunately yeah, those detective like, modes though, give at you the end of the day. Yeah. Like the detective modes give you so much information that if you're not constantly using them, you're just, you're at a disadvantage. But then also the game looks like crap with them on like nine times mm-hmm. out of 10. So I don't know. We, we need as as an industry, we fucking we need to figure this one out because this is something that we've been and it just having to deal with for it way too on long. The context too, I think as well because, uh, again, sorry, game I've been playing recently, Last of Us Two. It makes sense to kind of go. It's not quite detective mode, but obviously, um, the listen mode, which is great mm-hmm. for a stealth game. It makes total sense. Or it makes sense for, and I know you guys may disagree with me on this, and that's fine. Uh, Ellie Noir, when you went into like the quote unquote uh, primitive detective mode that they had there, it made a lot of sense because it's not an action oriented game. Um, it's predominantly a story driven uh, mystery kind of game. So that's what to me, like those detective modes make a lot of sense. Uh, with The Witcher 3, I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad at all in my eyes, but was it my favorite system? No, I would be lying if I said that it was. But it, it for me, it worked for that game. So looking at Cyberpunk 2077, um, I feel like we're coming on the tail end of that detective mode's usefulness. You know how uh, there are mechanics and tropes in the gaming industry that kind of rise and fall. 
And I think that this will probably, I would think, be one of the last games to kind of have this mode. Because I, you know, I firmly believe that Josh is kind of right that there is going to be some type of advancement as we move into the next generation of consoles and gaming in general, you know, um, that we will see something that we haven't seen before that will kind of take that place. I, I think right now the detective mode is the best that we have seen from a mainstream um, standpoint. We, we don't know yeah. what the next thing is, or yeah. maybe I mean, we do just not the, the masses haven't seen that yet. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to, it's going to be from game to game, I think, but uh, a big thing moving forward is that the audio hardware is getting better. Um, I'm hoping we get a whole lot more games with like the actual Dolby handled audio for the 3D space because FMOD does a good enough job, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really handle any of the bouncing. Uh, it, like you, you can't you can't place things in space anywhere near as well as you should. Um, and like listen mode. I think it would be better if you could just listen. Like, if in-game, you could just listen <laughs> and be able to place where those enemies are. Um, and, like, it's better in The Last of Us Part Two as far as being able to place... It, it's way better. I've noticed um, being able to place something in space a whole lot better than you could before, but it's still not perfect. Um, no, no. It's definitely flawed, but... I, I will agree with you that I, the audio isn't quite there, but I also think about kind of like the, the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm sorry that we're staying on this topic so long, <laughs> Morgan, but like I think about the opposite end, end of the spectrum where like in Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout where you can pick up almost literally everything. And it's yeah. like, okay, I, I myself have to sort through my own inventory to find what is and isn't useful because... You know, I could be in Fallout and I pick up a yeah. surgical tray, which maybe like I can craft something with that. But the the amount of resources I get out of it is infinitesimal to the point to where should I waste um, being encumbered by this item because it has minimal usefulness. And it's like, OK, well, on one we have that on one end of the spectrum where, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, things aren't super gamey, things aren't shining. You can just pick pick up basically anything. Just you pick see. up anything you see, yeah. Right, but then it's like, fuck! I have to sort through everything, you know. And then it's like you compare that to something like detective mode, and it's like, yeah, detective mode isn't the best implementation of something like that. But is that detective mode better than literally having to sift through everything and pick everything up? You know, I think, and that's up to the gamer to decide at the end of the day because everybody plays the game differently. Um, but I think that's those are interesting I, conversations yes. to have there. I I the the weird thing here for me is that I am not bothered by that stuff at all. Like no matter what, like all those detective modes, I know weirdly enough they don't bother me. I'm not. I get what you guys are saying. I've just never thought. No, they don't bother me either. They don't bother me either. Yeah. I want to make that clear. I'm, I'm just I, trying to play no, devil's like advocate I've, to myself and everything. Yeah, I I I would much rather. Oddly enough, I like the end of the spectrum where you can just pick up whatever you're looking at way, way better than the whole, there's shit all around you, but you can only pick up this one thing in a room like that. That is frustrating because like you need information telling what you can pick up. If you can only pick up just one or two things 
and then trying to get you that information is it doesn't seem to be handled well in a lot of games recently because they're trying to be more realistic and mm-hmm. so like that's like i noticed this going from the last of us one to part two shit just sparkled all the time in the last of us one constantly it did it in cutscenes even like there's there's a cutscene where people are like you know knock down drag out fight and you can see a weapon that they're both trying to get to sparkling at the other side of the room and it just undercuts the mm-hmm. the scenario because you can see it shining like an item you can that pick up in a game that happens in games um, yeah whereas in this one nothing <laughs> shines enough to find at all so you've got to like i've been using the accessibility features to turn well, on i think that's to turn on person, detective Josh. mode so i can actually like clear you, a room um, i think it's fair like for you've had you've had more trouble seeing it like for me it it shines plenty but i i get your point like I don't. I don't think it shines as. I don't know. I don't remember the first one honestly. As far as like shininess, I'm just saying I haven't it was had that. Like they never stopped. It was like it was like a well, turn signal. It just kept blinking. But I think the difference in this case is that like generally what I'll do is I'll get into a room and I'll just kind of start creeping around and looking anyway. So, but I so I see those little glints and I I haven't per- had that that frustration that you had where you turn on that weird uh, filter for the yeah. what is it called where you turn on the weird filter so you the, can see the high contrast that. mode which is. Yeah, really, yeah. really great as far as the implementation of that. I was talking about talking with Shay about this before we started the show, um, about how it it makes it so much easier because the game is way darker in this one as well to like actually do the combat. Um, but they do a lot of interesting things to try to maintain the uh, like kind of some of the theming behind the enemies and stuff. Um, like the uh, uh, the stalkers, which are just my favorite enemy by far, um, kind of intentionally try to be quiet, like unlike all the other enemies in the game, and also will like run around you and try to like flank you and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It will turn off the enemy indicator color when they're being quiet and trying to sneak around you. Um, so it, they're they're still oh, harder you mean when to you're, see when you're listening when you're listening no with the no sound? well a when you're listening but whenever you are in the high contrast mode oh it okay. will it'll make so them the same yeah. color as the backgrounds I wanted to see how it would handle how it would handle that because it just makes enemies red um, mm-hmm. but whenever they're trying to hide it will change their color to the background color so you can still see like their outline Weird. and stuff but they're way harder to spot so even if even if you can't see well they they try to keep the theming to it as well so you don't like lose you know everything they're trying to get across it's still it's still they 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 worked on it more than just hey let's make everything bright colors so it's super easy um they yeah yeah and there's a ton of i mean if you guys wanted to talk about detective mode we could have done that for the talk topic of the show i mean (laughs) 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 um that's funny apparently apparently that's what we needed but no i i think (laughs) You know, to just bring bring it all back around. Um, I'm not, like, particularly miffed or excited about there being detective mode in uh, Cyberpunk 2077. It, I'm, for me, it's just a part of what CD Projekt Red has done with Witcher 3 and now they're doing with um, Cyberpunk. So, I mean, I'm fine with it either way. Yeah. I think the implement the implementation of it in the world could make it you be, they could use it for some for some interesting shit. Um, yeah. Actually, 
there's this article that I was kind of scrolling through some more stuff in preparation for this uh, from Games Radar where they had so people have been able to play this the first couple hours of the game, uh, which is pretty cool. Certain people have been able to, not us. No one cares about us enough yet. One day, um, and this is pretty funny because this particular writer, when they got to the part where they could customize their character, said. Um, they opted for a female body, and after working my way through hairstyles, piercings, eye type, cybernetics, and more, I was presented with several options on how my nipples should look, including the choice to not have any at all. But then, much to my surprise, the camera pans down and I'm presented with a fully naked V. V's the character, not the V. Uh, genitalia options are next on my list, including a jiggling range of penises, a vagina, or simply nothing at all. Vagina applied, lightning bolt, bush shaved in, I was ready to play, but left with the lingering awareness that finally a healthier diversity of audience can be physically presented in game. That is going to be, I think, weird for everyone, as silly as that sounds for the first time when we go to see our genitalia. And it shouldn't be that weird. It's just a, it's just genitals, right? As a society, we're kind of trained to think that's weird. But uh, it is interesting. I've never seen a penis or a vagina before, so... It's definitely going to be shocking for, for you. <laughs> it's we can give like, you a pro tip on I'll... knocking out one of those right now. Hold um, on. Let me just... If by pro tip, <laughs> I mean the tip. But I'm done. Um, it looks like there's uh, five classes I saw here. Um, let me grab Let's see. Body, physical strength, reflex, which is speed. Intelligence, which is your smarts, obviously. Technical, hacking, and cool, which is stealth and street smarts. So stealth and street smarts are part of cool. Um, and multiple perk trees within each one. The RPG leveling is a seriously uh, creative system that really lets you dial in on exactly what you want your V to be like. Perks have a serious range, too, from increased proficiency with specific weapons to selection that will make you basically a cyber ninja. The layers of RPG leveling available to browse through... Um, are almost overwhelming. Yeah, uh, which hmm. that's cool. That's yeah, no, that sounds cool. Th- this is, I mean, whatever. Don't don't want to get too derailed here. <laughs> I I like I like the RPG. I mean, it, it is an RPG, just period. But like, I really yeah, like that is. they've got that much, that many options for customizing your character. The thing we'll have to see is what it actually matters because I like playing the stealthier characters, but in so many of these games, there's no reason to ever pick hacking or lockpicking or any of the rogue type tools because literally everywhere there's some shit you can break to just do the same job. Yeah. Um, which ends up being kind of frustrating. Um, what do you, what do you mean break? Like, uh, like instead of hacking a computer, instead of hacking just... it, like oh, I can just break this window here, or like oh, hacking. Oh, hacking in could, particular yeah. is like the the worst in games because almost always there will be some idiot who just leaves the password written on his desk somewhere. Like so, the hacking ends up being yeah. worth just completely worthless in so many RPGs. It, I I do I agree with you. I hope they make it more or like even in Deus Ex, it was like. Uh, I like that game, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, every area is going to have a vent that I can climb in. And every, yeah. there's going to be a, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it was like basically the same kind of thing. You want to bash your way through? Do you want to hack or do you want to sneak in a vent? There's going to be a vent nearby somewhere. Yeah. And it could like, be a little. I, I, obviously, it's the, the areas have to play for whatever your toolkit is. But I think there should be more stuff that's unique 
to your playthrough that you can mm. only get to with a certain build. Uh, and that seems to be generally just completely overlooked in so many RPGs. Like, yeah. like if, if you've got all these different options for how to play a character, it give me more reason to play back through. I think is kind of what I'm saying. Well, like, and, there should be a little the, bit more that's all, unique yes. to my certain And build. all of us, like, diff- so. I hope we can all sit down and compare our stories and be like, okay, like, we all played the game very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a lot that I've been seeing looks promising in that respect, but I'm just, I'm hoping they really do try to give me more reason to play through as a different, you know, like, character archetype. So. Yeah. Well, to go back, to go back on your previous point on the the whole rogue and not specking into like hacking or lock picking or anything like that when you were talking about it it kind of made me think of like the the opposite argument of if you don't like cuz this has happened i'm sure to all of us in a one game at some point in our lives where we don't spec into some of those things and then there's a closed door and we can't get in and we're like, oh, what if it's a fucking awesome weapon in there? Or it's some kind of upgrade item that I want or need at this point in the game. But because I didn't spec into that, I literally have no access to it now. And how frustrated we have felt during those times. Like, I, if memory serves, which uh, it's been a while, I believe in Dead Space, um, th- there's like a really badass weapon that... Um, no, sorry, not Dead Space. It doesn't matter. I fucking forgot. Like, there's some game <laughs> where there's a weapon, and it's behind, like, a graded door, and you can literally see the weapon, but you can't get in there for the first two-thirds of the game. And it's like, well, fuck, I want that weapon, whatever that is, um, but I can't get in there. Yeah. Right, right. And I think that um, if you were to completely spec into a rogue i mean sure it's cool that you can do that and if it gives you some sort of incentive for doing that like a greater incentive that'd be cool but i also see your point to where a lot of games give you kind of a workaround because of exactly what i'm talking about a lot of people Mm -hmm. will complain if they can't get in a fucking door yeah um yeah like yeah i I see both sides of the argument i also see that Specifically, the Fallout games. I've noticed this a lot in like <laughs> hacking is worthless in like other than it like disabling robots, yeah. possibly. But like, yeah, I just I'm I'm, I'm but, hoping you know, for people. Yeah, I'm hoping at the that time the, that yeah. Oh, I I I I get why it was there at least back in the day because mm-hmm. it gave people who wanted that hacking fantasy a way to have it. Like it's light hacking. It's not like you said, it's not, it's to some degree, like it's pointless, but there are people that just, that's the fantasy they want to live, you know? And I, I get that. Um, and there's even, there's even ways to break the hacking system as well. Like <laughs> yeah. there are certain yeah. groups of characters in there that you don't even select the words, you select the characters in there and then it gets rid of some of the answers. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. I, I would, I'd venture to say that for a game, the system was probably a little bit more advanced and by a li- by a little, I mean a sliver more advanced than we're giving it credit for. But at the same time, to Josh's point, you could just lock pick most of the doors that were locked. And that's usually what Did you'd you... want to spec into. 100%. 100%. I agree. 
Um, did you, so, uh, this is a nice transition for the poll I did just for fun. I saw this article. I didn't know it was a thing. I was just being creepy on Judy Alvarez from the new cyberpunk game, the attractive new brain answer. It turns out the whole internet was being creepy as well, which always makes me feel a little better. You know, you've strengthened numbers kind of a thing. Welcome to the internet. Creep, <laughs> creep in numbers. Um, she is the, like I said, premier technician. Uh, for for brain dancing in the city, but yeah, apparently she is a romance option, so that's cool. And uh, yeah, Shay, did you vote Simpany and Easy or not my style? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember much about the polls this week. I apologize. I don't remember. It was, it was a long time ago. I mean, it was yeah. It was, it was she's a fucking well, lifetime ago. If it's an a she or I don't know if it's a she or he, it doesn't really matter. It's an attractive looking human being, let me tell you. Oh wait. I remember this poll. I skipped it this poll. You sk- <laughs> You didn't you're you because Shay. Shay. Oh, he doesn't man. want to get too invested I, before he sees all his options. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Eighty yeah, percent of our well, you get multiple options. You know, that's if that's how you want to roll. Eighty percent of our audience said Simpin ain't easy. Twenty percent said not my style. So how could you not? Come on, she's yeah. great. As far as as far as not wanting to overinvest, there better be orgies in this game. Uh, Cyprus. Well, you would actually. It's like the deta- use the new uh, brain dancing mode to rewind, pause, and analyze an orgy uh, from that perspective. So. Hmm. Because you lost your keys. In the whole thing, and you know, it's a whole ordeal. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta find them. At some point, they got lost under like a, a sofa or a loofah or something. Um, although maybe in the, it makes you wonder if they all walk yeah. in. If in Cyberpunk, yeah, do they have like a little find, jar? Gonna rewind your way back through that and figure out which harness they walked out of the room <laughs> on. So <laughs> it's like, who who took my harness? Um, I paid a lot of money for that. Uh, yes, the, the implications there are, are, and it's, uh, the cool thing is it doesn't sound like they're holding back as far as the, the content goes, which is cool because, you know, I just get sick of that shit. Anyways, uh, some, some thoughts we had from our audience. Let's read some of these for fun. If they're any, if they're any good, uh, if they're any good, <laughs> um, checking in on the hype, Jack Marshall, RHS said, I'm more hype now. I kind of want them to slow down. I don't want to know more till it's out, which I think is interesting because now that they keep delaying it, they're doing these big elaborate like videos we just talked about, which is cool. But also, yeah, like some people don't want to know that much. They want to, they want to live in the dark, you know? Um, yeah, I see it. You know what the nice, you know what the nice thing about that is though? You don't have to watch it. You have a choice. But I am going to tag them in this podcast so that we can ruin it for them. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Watch the world burn. No, like, like think about, again, I apparently I'm the devil's advocate this episode, but just think about the opposite. If they said absolutely nothing. Just last week we were talking about this. Uh, uh, Matt had messaged me privately about this, one of the patrons that we have and a dear, dear friend of ours. Um, about Super Meat Boy Forever. We have heard practically next to nothing. Um, granted, he messaged me and said that it's being included in the summer spotlight for Xbox, but um, even then, like on Twitter, there's no news. The last, or sorry, the last night, no news. Like some games that we've been really looking forward to that have been delayed. Um, so 
we look at this game and it's like, well, we could we could have them saying nothing, literally nothing, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna be like, all right, is this game actually gonna happen? And also, they would lose hype if they said nothing. But if they release small snippets about the game, you have the choice to to look at it and discuss it, or you can still go in blind. And the thing is to think about it this way. Me as someone who generally doesn't do that, like go into a game devouring every single thing that has been released about it before the game releases. For me, knowing that they're still putting out content in preparation for the game to be released. I know. Okay. This game's still happening. The hype is still there. Um, There's still a reason to be excited uh... about it. Yeah, I would much rather, like like you're saying, I would much rather be skipping all the information they're giving out than there just not being any information. I think yeah. as far as, not, not not that it matters one way or the other, but I, like as far as just... It's, re- it's reassuring. Yeah, as far as giving a, yeah, it's reassuring. It kind of gives you the impression that uh, everything is still okay in the world. <laughs> COVID has not stopped mm-hmm. this game from coming out just yet. Um, Matt DBG says two things I want to do when I, uh, one, when I buy my PS5, I want to play this on it, even if it's a PS4 game technically. Uh, and two, I'm annoyed they moved the launch date to November 19th. That's the last. Yeah, it is a bummer. Um, and, but it, it's possible that that could co-align better with the PS5 release or, um, the Xbox series X release. It's very possible that those are going to be released pretty, pretty close to November. So you know, if we have the choice to to, because they talk about just giving us a free upgrade, a CD Projekt Red did anyway. If you buy the game, so um, that, that seems cool. Uh, what? Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds good. And as far as it being a last gen game, I wouldn't worry about that too much at this point, because I mean, it it might look and run a little better, but it's basically well, no, no, not not that. But I mean, as far as like, I. I feel like this last generation, because PC gaming has gotten so much bigger over the last several years. Um, like, it used to be a niche thing that I did, but now so many more games are on PC that I think companies are doing a drastically better job of building these games to run on different spec hardware than they used to. Um, so, I, I don't think it's going to be like hamstrung by having to be on the ps4 and the the xbox one at this point hopefully they don't do something dumb like because it's 2020 it's been a fucked up year where they're like releasing it like two weeks before the ps5 comes out but you can get so it's like well i don't want to wait two weeks to play this game that everyone's been talking about but i also don't want to buy i mean i could buy the first version start playing it then upgrade it i i just wonder how they're going to do the timing of that it's cool i want to see how how aligned they are with the next gen because it makes a lot of sense for them to to do that because you know it's like i told you guys before psychologically even if it's a ps4 game if there's a ps5 version of it even if it just looks and plays a little better just you're gonna all your memories of buying that new ps5 or that new xbox or whatever if i know a lot of people like you josh probably played on pc but um for us console people we'll have like those memories of playing it on this on the console and it'll be like a psychological trick well i'll always think of it as a ps5 game even though it's really I mean, I think so. Destiny did game, that, yeah. and nobody thinks about that as a PS3 game because that version was. Well, that's what I mean. Nobody just, thinks of it as a PS3 game. You think of it as a PS4 game. 
That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, but I thought you were saying the opposite about this one coming up. No, no, I'm saying that all. It's a, it's a. Technically, it's this generation of a game. But if I buy it and play okay, it, okay. So, all right, all right. I was, I was getting the other impression. All right, yeah, yeah. It's no, the reverse I mean, like, of what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right, because I mean, like Destiny did that. Uh, the last two Zelda games have done that with Weird with being release, well, not yeah. last two, but the one and the you know two before that, where the whole you know uh, did the whole console generation straddling thing and managed managed to pull it off like i I think games are doing are it's not as big of a deal i think as people um worry that it can be at least so yeah both show Walrus Born said honestly i'm not worried one bit maybe cd project red has just completely taken control of my control my mind but i'm too hyped uh jason peacock said nope i'm still pissed it was delayed until november but it's gonna be a masterpiece that's what i'm saying these people are so excited they're calling it a masterpiece already come on <laughs> i mean they might be right but that's that's the kind of excitement we're dealing with here because it's gonna cure world peace god damn it uh one more hipster staff it, it, yeah it's be- oh go ahead josh sorry nothing like i feel like we've gone with this so long but Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Um, And uh, anyway, I feel like my sarcasm is entirely being missed, and I'm not sure. I could just be... Anyway. It's possible. I do miss your sarcasm often. Do Do you want the game to cure world peace? No. You don't? Just COVID and racism. I mean, we'd we'd have to have world peace for the game to cure it. (laughs) I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing. Okay, because no, like, and I've been leaning into that a lot, but it just didn't seem like it was coming across. So I've been I'm trying to make it more and more obvious, but it kept coming up. Cure world peace is not the yeah. That's not the right way of phrasing that, is it? Create. Um. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hipster Staffin for the last comment said, "Yeah, it become yeah, it's become greater. I can't wait until it finally comes out. No more delays. No more delays. They can't delay it anymore, right? November has to be the <laughs> lightest possible delay they could possibly do. But you never say never in today's world. You never know. Yeah, games have been getting never delayed seen. after they come out at this point, which is weird. So, you you never know." <sighs> all right. Well, um, we're all curious to see how that goes down. And right in the middle of the year, that'll be, you know, it's launching right in time for the game of the year frenzy. So everyone can lick their chops and go nuts. I'm sure we'll see what happens. It's going to be fascinating. Um, very excited. Uh, let's see. So we want to get to some game talk here, but I do want to say if you'd like to support us in any shape or fashion, please go to patreon.com patreon.com slash swordchomp we have all sorts of uh incredible tiers there sometimes if we're stuck on a topic of the show we let our patrons vote on it um there's a ten dollar tier where you get access to our spoiler podcast chomping after dark early we also have a five dollar tier where you get access to a private instagram page uh and just a dollar if you want to be part of our swordchomp discord which is pretty great so swordchomp.com 
I'm sorry, uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp. There's a swordchomp.com as well uh, if you want to go there. It does exist. You should check it out. It's going to be very hot here in the next couple of weeks. we got hot things coming down the pipe. That sounded sexual. All right, speaking of things coming down the pipe, we got some games to catch up on. Uh, Josh, let's, let's bounce around here. We'll go ping pong between everyone. I didn't um, play ping pong this week. Did you get a chance no? to get... Get to that. What about Pong? If you played, I, I heard that Colin Murray's new game is basically called uh, something. Oh, fuck, I forgot. Something Breaker. It's basically like Pong. It's like a Pong game that they hmm. made for. For it's for interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I I I like a lot like of Pong, Pong games. Between a Pong itself and then all the uh, the breakout games that were on like mm-hmm. the GBA or the the Game Boy and Super Nintendo. A lot of those have kind of died away. The uh, PlayStation VR came with this one disc that had a bunch of uh, really cool games on it, and I forget the name of it, but had this one that was like a Tron Pong, where mm. you'd smack a ball back and forth in VR, and it was like really, really fun, but like you kind of got it, you know, after like half an hour, it was kind of the same thing over and over again, but yeah. it was it was really fun. Um, so let's start here. We'll go, we'll ping pong around. Uh, some One step from Eden is something you were playing, Josh, on your uh, marathon stream. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday, and this sounds like this is a sounds like a religious game. One step <laughs> from Eden. It, uh, yeah, it is a roguelike where you're kind of, I guess you're deck building. It's it's basically the same as deck building, but you're kind of putting together a list of spells that you use. Um, okay. It is it is bizarre. I I saw this on I think the Nintendo Indie Showcase earlier in the year, but it was coming out at the end of March or around the same time as everything else at the time with, you know, Final Fantasy remake and I didn't have time to play it when it first came out. Um it's very anime it looks like. Yes, yeah, it's it's it is a you're on a grid. Um, doing like, like it's a grid based combat where you're on one side and the enemies are on the other and you're dodging attacks in real time. So you're all the, all the combat happens in real time, but you're still choosing based off of this, um, the, the spells that come up that kind of, you have two, two active slots. Um, like, so the last two spells that have cycled in you can choose which one of them you want to use and it'll pull the next one up kind of kind of like how tetris does it where you can use the last two blocks that are that are up um so it's a similar situation to that um but it has been really fun it is one of those things where because it's real time and based on a very small grid the combat is very hectic as far as just the pace of the game goes because there's 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 not too many mechanics to look at so they just have crazy amounts of speed and a ton going on so it ends up being almost this bullet hell type of a situation where you're trying to pick which spells you want to do and figure out how to pick apart each enemy because they all react differently uh, and have different patterns you have to work around uh it it is really really good. I have been loving it. I ended up beating it on stream. The uh, my my first time through, first time beating it. I still have stuff to unlock. Um, but 
finishing finishing a run on stream that day and it is how many straight hours did that take to to finish oh what was it Just like maybe curious. eight eight ish to kind of Jeez. to get your first to get your first win in I mean, theoretically, yeah. you could do it on your first try if you know all the mechanics, but just learning what's even going on takes a, a few runs to understand yeah. what's happening. Um, but yeah, it's it's got it's got an um, a lot of games do this at this point, but it's got a like a character select before you start going into uh, your run where you get to pick like the base kit, like what what default weapon your character has and like a couple spells that you start out with um and it will drastically change the way you play through the whole thing based off of this weapon that you constantly have access to instead of just the spells that you happen to get on your run um mm-hmm. and it is really cool because all the play styles for each of these different characters is drastically different um from just like kind of spamming spamming light attacks in constantly with range stuff and uh one of one of my favorite um favorite characters um has like a reflect like a, a shield that you can bounce attacks back at the enemies with um yeah instead of actually attacking so you have to pay attention to the enemies way more and i, I really dug uh that character a lot because that kind of felt like my like my favorite crew in uh into the breach the the steel judoku um where you're that was your favorite crew yeah they're the best just because you move the enemies around and make them kill themselves just attacking each other i could never get the oh i love them i I love them so i that's that's been my favorite character in one step from eden is the uh, the one with the shield because you're doing a similar sort of thing by bouncing attacks back at enemies and stuff like that but it, it it is it is really solid. It is really solid. I was worried whenever I saw that first, you know, the indie showcase thing, that it was going to be too much, because like I said before, it's it's almost bullet hell as far as the amount of stuff coming at you. Um, and I was, yeah, the screenshots are like yeah, hard to tell what's going on. Yeah, there's, really. it's just there's they're so it's so busy that those first couple you know first couple videos I saw of it. I was intrigued just by the premise of it, but it looked like it was going to be way too complicated. But it's it's one of those things that you kind of you get into a zone because a lot of it, a lot of the clutter on screen is stuff you're sending out. So that stuff you can kind of ignore once you've, you know, once you know what your attacks look like. Um, yeah. And so that just you know, you also half the color is yeah. You can just block it out, and so it's it's one of those things that it looks. Way, way tougher than it. Does yeah. it have a seizure warning at the beginning of the game? It probably does. <laughs> so many games do at this point that I, I imagine this one does, but I can't remember offhand. Uh, you know the first game, this is random, but the first game I ever saw that had a seizure warning was uh, Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast. That was the first game hmm. I ever played with a seizure warning. Because it had these really bright spell effects when yeah. you would summon it at the time. I can't remember which one was the first. That's something. I just remember it was so cool. I was like, Dad, this game's so fucking hardcore. You can get seizures. <laughs> and he was like, oh. Let's, it's like, great. Yeah. Child. <laughs> <laughs> he probably said something dumb like, yeah, seizures, hardcore. And then walked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I can see him being very sarcastic about his response to that. But um, just sorry, that was tangent. Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Anyway, sorry, that was tangential. I just thought. Yeah. No, but I've, I've been really enjoying it. It's, it's one that like... Um, 
yeah, any anytime I have a little bit of free time this week, I've been hopping in and trying to get in another run and try to try to beat the game with other characters. Um because they all play so differently and it's yeah, it's been really fun. Um it looks really really up your alley and it looks kind of up my alley too. I was watching watching you off and on during your stream while I was playing games as well and it it looks like a ton of fun. Um is it a game that you can kind of just hop in and out of easily or is it like a sit down and play through type of game? You can hop in and out of it. Uh ish. The runs get a little long once you start doing better. Um like I think a full clear of the game took about an hour. So that's, you know, not something you could kind of sit down on on a train like on a quick trip and play. Um, yeah. once you start getting better but my first several runs while I was just learning the game were much shorter than that because I just you end up dying sooner than that um, and and I imagine if I continue to get better those runs should speed up as well because you kind of you, you understand what you're looking at so it doesn't take you as long to like you, you don't have to stop and read the text on every single spell that you pick up um, yeah. because you just you've, you've got a baseline like okay I know, I know what all that is and I can kind of scan it instead of having to sit down and read a bunch of text every time a new thing shows up. Um, exactly. But yeah, yeah, runs seem to be about an hour okay, for, about for an a full hour. clear. So. For a full... Huh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay, one step from Eden. Mm-hmm. And humanity... Yeah, and that, that's on... Uh, and took one step away. Yeah, like I mentioned it earlier, it was on... It's, it's on Switch and PC... I don't know if it's on the other consoles yet. It may be, but definitely those two, because I, I ended up getting it on the Steam summer sale here recently. It was one of those things I picked up because I was looking at it already from the beginning of the year, and, uh, mm-hmm. well, they were going to give me a bargain on it, so I, I took them up on it. Well, I mean, if they give you a bargain, you have to mm-hmm. take it. Trap should all get it. Okay, cool. Uh, and we'll ping. We got another one here. We'll ping back, and it's just a second. Um, but if you checked out Josh's stream, now you got the full breakdown. Um, let's see, Shay. Very quickly, Shay. Uh, I know we probably don't have a lot to talk about because it's usually spoilery. But you're doing. You're still um, clunking away through the Last of Us two, getting ready for a big spoiler cast. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should. I thought I was gonna be done by today. Unfortunately, things didn't pan out that way. But I, I think I'm getting pretty close. Um, I'm nearing the end of the second character's kind of split off there. Um, I believe, from my understanding, and it's been interesting. I had a, I had a revelation. I was talking about it with Josh earlier. Um. I wrote it down because it, it made me laugh really hard, but video game logic. Uh, there's a point in the game where you are in this hospital and you have to turn on a generator to get the power on in order to get into some certain doors because you're looking for something. So when you turn the generator on and you flip the switch, all the lights in the hospital turn on, but it's still dark as fuck in the game. So even though you turned on the lights, it doesn't do jack shit. It's <laughs> so like I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to crank the brightness almost to full, uh, full, fully slider it on the right hand side because I can, I couldn't see shit in the fucking hospital. And I was really getting tired 
Uh, and I understand what it's supposed to emulate. I do. I really do. Um, the flashlight feeling like it's not bright enough to check these like pitch black corridors. And it's very, very realistic. And I respect that. And I understand that. And I appreciate that. But uh, in the scenario of You'd like think battle, the fluorescent lights cool. would be bright enough. You'd think they would be, but <laughs> apparently not. Apparently those doctors were just... Yeah, they're covered with fungus. Trying to guess what they were cutting into, and we're like, ah, that's good enough. That's close enough to the... Just blindly hacking into goop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I I understand it for, like, when you're just, like, passing through, like, an apartment building, and you're trying to get through, and it's dark. That's fine. That's fine. I can... I actually like that because it builds up the tension, but when you're actively looking for a quest item, and it's just fucking dark everywhere... Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it that much harder. And so yeah, that's, <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned that segment. I was thinking about that segment. I, I specifically turned on the, the, the high, the, I, the high contrast for that segment, for that reason, because I'd already killed all the enemies yeah. and I'm still looking through for everything. And I'm like, I've, it's gotta be somewhere here. And I'm like, okay, all right, now it's bright yellow. I can find this thing now. <laughs> I right, wonder if maybe exactly. did you I wonder if that's uh that's one of the benefits to playing games in my closet is that I don't have like light or other things coming in either so I just like surround myself in the dark um and I don't like usually with dark games I can usually see pretty well but I I assume if someone's like playing near a window where they have like in the day I'd imagine there's like even if there's like a little bit of glare cuz it's such a, a dark game it's going to be hard to see I'm I'm sure but that has nothing to do with it cuz I've been playing in multiple conditions I played in like pitch black because I wanted a, you know, I wanted that true immersion experience to get the shit scared out of me. Um, yeah. which has happened multiple times, but I, uh, I've played in pitch black in my apartment and, Oh, you with, have. Okay. And still, still there are issues yeah. with it being too dark in certain areas. Yeah. Like I've mostly been playing this thing after midnight, mostly like I've played a little bit like during the day today, but like, late night sessions here and it's just it's it's really dark in some sections um like and and again like i get it for just thematically but for the like it hurts the gameplay in a few spots where again i use the detective mode but it's not it's it's part of their accessibility thing but it really really helps just not make the gameplay drag on too long trying to search a room um and i, I don't know which uh was this the second the second hospital shay without giving away too much was this the second one with the boss it, yeah it's the second um, time through it yes yes okay okay weird yeah i i'd have to i'm going through it again right now so i'll have to see if that sticks out to me differently but i i, I don't remember even thinking about that when i went through it so yeah perhaps, yeah perhaps i was just given the eyes of a hawk you know Think the, Maybe. I think Who the word above. For these we'll, we'll pretend. You we'll may have cranked the gamma the up at the beginning without, because when you start the it's, game, it asks you about possible. the gamma. So it's, it's you may possible. Have, you may have just cranked it up at the beginning, and so you weren't giving, like, I, I took them at their word when they said, in the make this dark one almost impossible to see, and maybe I should have not done that. Generally, uh, with really dark games, right at the beginning, I will, like, do one bump up. Like, it'll put you at, like, the middle or whatever it wants you, and I always go, like, just one bump from that hmm. uh, to be safe. But I I honestly don't remember. I don't remember yeah. thinking one way or the other, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I normally do that as well, because, well, not normally, 
But anytime I'm streaming, I do that because I've got stage lights behind the monitor. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm never going to see shit if I don't crank this thing up a little bit. Um, but yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty funny. It's very yeah. Dumb. And I, it is, it is. And I, I, I was telling, I messaged you guys privately about this and I want to tell the story again. Cause it's fucking hilarious this morning. Um, uh, we were supposed to do our sword chomp book club, but people got busy last minute, so we had to cancel it, which I was super bummed about. But I was like, you know, I'll just hop into some game. I have some free time now, and I'm in the hospital scene, and I won't, I won't spoil anything, I promise. But there, um, I was fighting an enemy, and I was behind this counter, and there are like two little doorways, and I was waiting for him to come in this one doorway, and I had, I used the listen ability, and he had started to move or it, I should say, shouldn't assume it's gender, had started to move in one doorway, and then it pivoted back out and went the other way, but I had already turned off listen by that point. And so I'm sitting there waiting for it to come in, and I look Mm. over, I swing over to the left at the last split second before I die, and (laughs) it's like like 7.45 a.m. in my apartment, and I just start screaming, I'm like, fuck! And, like, I felt so bad for my neighbors because, like, um, I'm sure they're like, why is this dumbass screaming fuck at 745 in the morning? Because <laughs> it definitely wasn't my first time screaming this morning. I screamed one other time. Uh, that's um, funny. And usually I don't scream during this game, but that that there's a there's a sequence in that area that just fucking got me. Actually it's mm. a it's it's that sequence and then the sequence directly after that one. Both times got yeah. me got me. And I was like, motherfucker, but um, they do a lot of stuff in this game to like play with your feeling of safety where you're like, oh, I've crawled through these millions of times. I'm safe. And then something will burst through the wall or yeah. something like that. It's yep. funny. I don't trust yep. any of them anymore. Like after the first two times, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, bitch, not again. You will you will not trick me again. I crawl through everything with a gun out. <laughs> like, yep, that, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like I remember telling you guys about this and this is a this is a very, very minor spoiler, I promise. It was the first week we were talking and I was talking about like how I always would get nervous as I'd go up to the workbenches, but thankfully nothing had popped out. And then literally the time after I, yeah. I played uh, the game after I said uh, that. I was laughing so sure hard. that happened. Yep. Oh my God, fuck that. Like that got me too. And I was like, after that, I was like, I trust nothing, but still it gets trust me no from one. time to time. Yeah. But I uh one one other thing I wanted to uh to me- like there are there are a bunch of things actually we can mention but one of the other um excuse me I'm trying to remember because we've been talking so long about the other thing um <laughs> fuck it, it, it just completely escaped my memory I love, uh, I love walking through the oh, it's really God. important too I one thing I want to say yeah. is. Well, I and will... again, this this isn't a major sorry. spoiler. Is that I've really, really enjoyed a lot of the character development in this game, a lot of it. And I know, I know we're all in different places with certain things. Um, I've really enjoyed the the story so far. It might be a little bit contrived in parts it it definitely is and we may disagree overall about what it's about you know and i'm not trying to bring this argument up so 
guys, please don't descend into it. <laughs> It'll be a bloodbath. Wait for Rich to get back so it can be a proper bloodbath. <laughs> See, that? that's perfect. That would have actually been the perfect time to have Rich chime in right there, but... I totally um, forgot. Yeah, it's been so long. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot Rich. The Rich gag was a thing. <laughs> yeah, but one one thing I do want to say, like we may disagree about what the story is actually about, but I've really, really enjoyed. Um, we may, if you don't playing. understand the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Josh, come on! I know, uh, Josh, you're trying at this point. Wait till next week. Wait till next week when Rich is back. That, yeah, that I, I wasn't planning on it, chaos. but I just that one was right there. Well, frankly, that's yeah. what you get when you send your kid to a state school. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta put it closer to the mic. Could barely hear it that time. Oh, you'll you'll hear it in the recording. You just won't hear it on the Skype. Okay, I, I'm sure that's how those things work. But anyways, um, it is. <laughs> it's frustrating. <laughs> uh. God damn it. Anyways, I've really enjoyed playing as the two characters. I've really liked Spoiler. almost every character that you come across in the game, and I dislike the ones that you're supposed to dislike. Um, I do have to say, though, as like one actual criticism, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about is like not necessarily criticisms, but like personal taste type things. One actual criticism I do have about the game is it, it is a little bit long in the tooth. It's, um, and it all, it's all going to depend on how you play, what difficulty you play and whatnot. And I understand I opted into playing on the hard difficulty and my play style has made the game a little bit longer. Um, it does feel just a little bit long in the tooth though. Like there are certain segments that you're exploring, that you're getting items that you're doing and you're like, man, this could have been halved and I would have been okay with it. Like, it yeah. was good in the beginning it is, as you uh, play as, as Ellie. Um, because, like, you're getting a feel for, for the mechanics in the world and whatnot. And I understand they didn't want to shortchange the second character. I totally get that. It just, like, there are certain segments in both of those that I'm like, they could have, like, halved this and I would have been okay with it. Yeah, it's it's funny whenever you get to a segment... They do this very often, where you'll go somewhere, and the intention is you're going to go there and come back, and uh, you start heading back, and uh, you don't know how much of it you're going to have to play before it finally cuts to you getting back, um, and yeah. it's one of those things where like you, you're so excited when it skips to where you're finally trying to go, because it's like, okay, yeah. all right, like, let's, let's, let's get there, like, I'm, I'm ready to see the next thing. Um, and that yeah, yeah the, I've that's happened a few times. The the particular section after the hospital, I was like, "Am I going to have to traverse all of this back to get to the next area?" Thankfully, um, through script writing magic, <laughs> they were they, uh, the characters were able to find a way back to where they needed to go, and they used a cutscene to do that. And I was so thankful because I was like, "Man, I do not want to traverse." They they don't normally do. I think that's the play. biggest reason. Yeah, they don't they don't really do that in this game. There isn't really. I think one of the things I, I enjoy the most about it, I, probably the, the the biggest reason I'd respectfully push back on that notion of it being too long. Although I I have heard that before, is that 
um, I think for me because they just put so much care into the environments and and I never feel like they're like recycling or retreading things and you're always getting new dialogue and uh, you know Naughty Dog does such an incredible job of like every every inch of the game feels uh, so intentional and so well crafted that I just I never felt like it, it is unusually long for a game of this style I th- and I use the word unusual but I never felt like um and granted, it wasn't on hard or anything, but I never felt like uh, it was like just recycled or repeated or filler. And usually for me to think a game is too long, it's going to have right. to have a level of, of filler, you know. I I don't think that a lot of the environments are recycled, but because you're spending three-fourths of the game in the dark, you never get to truly appreciate the different environments to its entirety. Um, the game... and um, I recognize this before before anyone descends on me there because it's largely and this is not a spoiler I promise this is setting um, this is game is uh, set largely in Seattle um, to the point that I've gotten that you know a lot of times it looks gray and rainy and obviously that fits the bill for what Seattle is but they have interesting environments that you that shake it up like you're not it's not like Fallout, you know, um, and I reference yeah, that just because it's, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite games. Um, there is enough environment changing, but like I said, because a lot of the time you're spent in abandoned, no electricity buildings, which I understand plot makes perfect sense. A lot mm-hmm. of the times you're spent in the dark, and so a lot of those environments do start to look very similar. Um, dark mm-hmm. areas. The nice thing is like they. And this is to their credit. They, the game, the lighting in this game, despite it being really dark in certain areas, like I respect the fact that it's like pitch black. You know, like I've been caving or spelunking, and that pitch black, like there's literally nothing like it when you're underground and you literally cannot see anything at all because it's literally pitch black 360 degrees. Um, Yeah. And it's, you can only hear yourself like that's a real thing. And they do this really well in that game. Yeah, and I yeah. like the fact that they also implement lighting very well into the game as well. Um, generally, not always. Yeah. Obviously, we we're just talking about the, the hospital. But like there's a segment before the hospital um, where I was walking around in the building and one side would be pitch black. But then you'd come to the other side where the sunlight was kind of getting through the uh, blind, the the shaded windows, and it gave you some mm-hmm. access to actually see what was going on in these areas, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I agree with you. Like the lighting is like the, the the systems behind it look amazing. It is too dark in situations where they're not trying to get that feeling across like i feel like especially in the hospital you're going underground it's supposed to be dark and they make it so dark that it like it even stands out as a problem there but i think oddly enough i feel like that hospital should have been about as dark as all the other dark areas because they're just too dark and it slows down the game a bit much um by just your visibility is too low it's kind of like they they move the whole thing darker overall instead of just having a few of those super dark areas stand out. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, and it makes, it yeah. makes sense with what's about to happen. I do want to say that, but 
I agree with your point that it really slows down the gameplay to a snail pace. Because like in that garage um, in the hospital, I was moving so slow because I could not see anything, even with the flashlight. So, yeah. I agree with you to that point. That yeah, that seems strange. Yeah, weird. I didn't. I yeah. didn't feel that way. Oddly enough, that I mean, that's, that's why I've been playing in the high contrast mode because it it fixes the pacing. It fixes the pacing of the game. Just being able to see where you're fucking going. Um, I mean, I may just try cranking up the the gamma at some point so I don't lose as much of the atmosphere. But it's just it's too dark. It is too dark in sections. Um, I. Huh, interesting. I, I'd, be, I'd be curious if, if Rich felt like it was too dark, too, because I, I this is the first I've heard anyone mention that it was too dark, and I'm, like, wondering, like, why I didn't feel that way, because I, I, I didn't at any point feel like it was too dark. I mean, granted, I do have a, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, the, the section that really stood out from a to me, big, beautiful television, but... Eh, the section um, that stood out to me was there's a chase section. Not, well, I mean, there's two chase sections in the hospital. There's one on the first day, and there's one, like, on the... Like, you go through the same day twice, but... On the second visit to the hospital, there's a chase sequence that I just I just turned on a high vis because it was a chase sequence with just if you turn the wrong way, instant death. And I'm just like, no, I'm not fucking doing this with the flashlight. It's it's going like I tried it like tried it instantly died twice like a couple turns in. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna memorize this whole chase sequence. Let's fix their game by letting you see what you're actually running what through. The- Oh, and God. it's just this is Josh, you know, what? I can't. Yeah, the, uh, this is, the, this the, is the crazy. The crazy hold, hold on, Morgan. Hold on. The the crazy thing here is it just sounds like to me you need, just need to get good, Josh, because I didn't die during that segment at all. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mm. think you're good. And probably check your hey, vision. Hey, Josh, you. there are very rare instances where I get to lo- lord being better at a game. <laughs> being better at a shit game you. is not an accomplishment. Okay, hey, right, hey, we're moving hey, on. We're moving on. We're moving that. on. We're you not going to do let this. me have my one shining mm-hmm. moment, Josh. It's okay. rare. You're not going to downplay it at all. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. I actually didn't die in a segment that you did, and it feels good. And you know what? I want it to be known. That's all. Mm-hmm. Look, it's going to happen once every five years. Josh, let me have this once every five years, okay? That's all I'm okay. asking. Hey, Just the hey, once. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hey, everybody shut the fuck up. All right. Come on, everybody. Shut the fuck up. I thought it was a pretty... I think Shay heard it the first couple times because I had it perfectly timed and he was still going on this rant. I'm like, no, Shay! Shay, Rich is coming in! No, that was perfect. That was perfect timing of it. But, Josh, (laughs) I've, I've known you for a long time. I... I don't believe... And I respect your opinion too much. I don't believe you actually believe... It is a shit game. I I find that impossible. There are good things about it. I still think the accessibility in this game is just about the best I've seen it done anywhere. And uh, granted, a lot of this progress is stuff that has been made in the indie space. And they've they've finally taken a lot of it on board and put it into a AAA game. Um, But the implementation of it has been amazing. Just, just perfect, and they've gone above and beyond in other sections that indie games haven't really had to because there's just you know less going on in them. Um, so there, I will never take that away from them. this. Is the the way they have handled the accessibility in this game is bar none the best in the industry right now, and everyone needs to study how they did this uh, in order to make make their games just better for everyone. 
Uh, and I'm, yeah. yeah, that is, that is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. So that, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to take that away from him. And it, again, combat's better than the first one. I still don't think it's very good. It's, it's still, it's just, it's serviceable. What? So. Yeah. I, I wonder if maybe the, because you had such a tough experience with your PS4 at the beginning where it was kind of like overheating. I still think there's issues with that. I mentioned this earlier. How I've been playing the game and not having any issues for a whole week. And then I was, I turned the game off this afternoon uh, and let it sit in the menu again for a little bit. And it started overheating. I think there's a bug in that menu. I think there's something causing it to overheat in the menu of the game, which is bizarre. And no one's going to let it sit in the menu very long to encounter it. But, yeah. like, I was fucking around with all those accessibility oh, features when I first started the game, just because I wanted to see what they did. Um, and If anyone here can yeah. empathize with you, Josh, it's me. Mm-hmm. Dealing with that with Maneater fucking 17 times in one game, I yeah. can tell you it's so frustrating. And you know what? I probably shit on Maneater much harder than I should have as because of that. But like I, yeah. I don't regret shitting I'm not on it. Holding because, that like, against the rest of the game though. Like it, the rest yeah. of the game I still think has its problems. But that is no that exactly. is something that like exactly. I don't think anyone's gonna encounter it because it's 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 a bug in the menu. Like unless you're in specifically letting the menu it's, sit, which almost no one's just, ever going to do, it's not gonna come up. It'd be yeah. diff it'd be different if it was like you in combat or in one of those chase sequences mm-hmm. and, and it just died it and I've never, yeah, I have never how. had it die in game. Never once. It, you're, you're so lucky well, that didn't so. happen. That's yeah. why I shit yeah. on man. Josh's so issue isn't even really, his, his issue doesn't even kill his game. Like it killed ours. Yeah, no, it's, it's an issue <laughs> with, that's I'm, all, yeah, I'm pretty that's sure there's some sort of, I don't know if it's a memory leak or something going on where it's, it's just, it's working the system way too fucking hard for the menu. Like, it should never overheat in a menu. Ever. Like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the only place it's ever overheated. Well, you know, Rich tried to tell you, you gotta clean your PS4. I've already done that. There's literally nothing to do. And again, it's just weird. none of you know, have sat strange. in the menu for forever. And I think that's the issue. Well, it's, you, like, don't just, you don't know what I do in my menus. Mm-hmm. It's sit in the menu all day. Morgan, you're too busy looking up weird fucking gaming porn to sit in a menu for too long. You don't have the patience. No, for that, that no, that's why. I leave it on the menu and then I pull out my phone and mm. look at my gaming. I'm sure. Not, not the pause uh, menu. One thing but like I want to say to the game Josh is with that boat sitting there. Oh, good. I don't know what it is. It's, oh, yeah, it must yeah. be a super high def boat. It's got that's got like it's the highest of depth. Like 18 million polygons or some shit. Point. So. <laughs> quintillion Mm -hmm. no to actually speak on your point josh because that was going to be my point um it's a great transition this game i like josh and i not jokingly despite morgan think that we were being facetious thought that uncharted 4 was the best looking game and like nothing had really topped it and i know a lot of people have disagreed with us and said you know god of war or red dead redemption 2 which both of those games are phenomenal looking as well um, I definitely think this game has topped any other game on the market in terms of looks. This game is, by yeah. and large, the best-looking game that has been released to date. Like, I was sitting in the sequence, and this character, who had just had a noose around their neck days before, 
they're, they're waking up and you can still see the marks of the noose. And then you see a bruise on this person's cheek and you see like the impact point and then the skin around it that's bruised. And then the eyes, like the biggest thing for me in a game is when people, um, render a face and they give it full motion and everything. The eyes always look fucking janky to me. Fucked up. Like, yeah. They, they always, but this game has, I know this is silly to, probably to some people, but has the most realistic eye movement I've ever seen in a game. Just like, this game is just fucking phenomenal looking. When you're fighting it's enemies, insane, yeah. like mm -hmm. every detail on every single enemy is incredible. Um, the one, the one <laughs> downside is I wish they would have had a little bit more budget to make those dogs a little bit more realistic. Still to this day, Far mm. Cry 5 has the most realistic looking dog in a video game. What do you think? They just forgot how to make dogs, but everything else looks amazing. Wait, <laughs> I don't understand. There have been a couple weird animations I've seen the dogs. That's what I'm like saying. The animation on it, not the dog itself. Yeah. Where it's like oh, all of okay, a sudden okay. they'll just, they'll move in a way that's just creepy you're like that thing just yeah i, I yeah oh, like yeah like, i've only seen it like once or twice when but you they're, play they're... catch with them when you mm. play catch with the dogs it's hilarious because like a normal dog would do their best to try and catch it but when you throw it the dog overshoots the toy every time and kind of does this like slow turnaround and then puts oh. its head down and then grabs <laughs> the toy and it's it's very like ps2 era style animation but with the graphics of a ps4 game so it's i yeah, wasn't saying like the graphics themselves on like... the dogs are not great the an the animating process was definitely not yeah and it's an it's there a wasn't a lot of thing. money thrown at the dogs there. it's a completely optional thing so it makes sense them not putting a ton of money into it but yeah it's it's kind of i've i've noticed that like there are they definitely put the effort where it's the most noticeable where it does the most work like you said the 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 facial animations the eyes are outstanding and then you get kind of kind of wonky things like you know the dog fetching animation is something completely skippable so it's a little bit awkward um there's basically one kill animation for every enemy um which doesn't come up that often but it's you notice it because like in any other horror game, there are 20 ways each enemy can kill you. Like, and it's, it's different. Shout out Dead Space. Yeah. And in this one, if an enemy kills you, it will kill you the same way every single time. Yep. Um, and it, yeah. it becomes a little bit awkward after seeing the one death animation, you know, over yeah. and over again. It's it's hard to criticize a game on the the things that it feels like we're nitpicking right now, and I can understand to mm -hmm. some people it's going to feel like nitpicking, and that's fine. Yeah, no, I, these are like, absolutely nitpicks that aren't aren't big deals at yeah, all. But yeah, yeah, but like with a game, and this is why I think it's important for us to voice this with a game this potentially and in my I believe it fully immersive that those are things you're gonna notice because that's the level of immersion that this game offers to where you are going to notice those little nitpicky things. And I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing. If anything, I think that's a good thing um, to say it, like, I think it hey, makes, yeah, it, you could even, you could even be better. Like if you had like the money and the time and the non toxic work environment, that naughty dog. Oh my God. Yes. Oh supposedly has. God. No, so, no, 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 no. Don't complain about that. I said, 
I said don't complain about that. Like, has. if they're treating their employees like shit, we can complain about it. Like, right. I don't know. Yes, we can 100% complain That's, about it. There are a lot of Naughty Dog com- employees that have come out and said that, that a lot of that stuff is not true. So if That's you why I pick, said supposedly. You I'm just interrupted saying, I'm just saying, I'm not, you I'm even just heard saying, that. Uh-huh. I know, but I, I get the joke. I know the joke you're making, Shay. Supposedly not. I'm not making That's, a fucking it, joke. I'm voicing t- my opinion. There's no it, joke here. You said supposedly toxic work environments. No, it was. That. No, there was no fucking joke. That was your shitty interpretation. What I was literally saying is I don't have well, the information. Don't say my interpretation is shitty. It is you shitty calm because down, you didn't so even calm hear it. down. <laughs> no. No, my point here being is I don't have the information. I haven't done the research. That's why I'm saying supposedly. Thank you. Because I don't know. If you need clarification, ask instead of fucking freaking out. <laughs> I mean, like. It, I don't like the tone. It'd be like if I said supposedly. I don't care COVID if you don't like the fucking word. People. It's a You'd word. Be like, That's, That's your stupid. problem. That's not my problem. I still. But That's I can have an opinion. I'm like allowed to have an opinion about it. Of course you are, but that's not my problem. But you're problem. telling me not to. You're telling me to shut up, and I'm not supposed to have an opinion about your. I didn't your, say what you're don't have an opinion. I said, I didn't say that. No, I we said, just said that your opinion that we couldn't have an opinion yours. is kind of shit. Hey, hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Right. There we go. That's better. Okay, now we're back on track. Thanks, Rich. Rich is always anyway. Good besides that. The jank stands out whenever everything else is so well done, is the point I think we're making here. If they're, if they're trying to make something... I mean, yeah. it's kind of like I said before, with the whole, if you've got a more lighthearted tone, the bugs don't stand out. Um, yeah. It's, yeah it's, a, sure. it's a very similar thing. Like, the lighting is great, the facial animations are amazing, and then you'll have this one awkward thing, like the one death animation, or the dogs looking very stiff and robotic occasionally. Um... And it stands out because yeah. the rest of it looks so much more real. Right. And that makes me wonder for the next generation of consoles, if like we're going to see a lot of that stuff fixed or if budget is going to supposedly continue to be an issue, time restraints, like who knows? But like right now, I think we're seeing like the peak, obviously, uh, that this this generation has to offer as we're moving into the next generation. I think like this is as far as this machinery and this, um, these consoles are going to be able to go is this Mm -hmm. like, this is to me the pinnacle. I don't know how much further, uh, developers can take these consoles. Now, as we move into the next generation, are we going to see them allocating their resources? Like they have with, as we noted earlier this year, Final Fantasy VII Remake or this game in certain areas, are we going to see a lot of that allocation or is it going to be that with where the technology is going to be at that we won't see that kind of thing happening? Um, that like basically games will be so polished yeah. that we're, we're not going to be having these conversations anymore. We're like, oh, well, we understand due to time constraints, yeah. uh, money. Well, um, yeah. that you know they weren't able to render everything perfectly it's well, gonna I mean, get to again, the point to where it's like everything's fucking perfect yeah and i think that it, again this kind of comes down to a it, there are limited resources in a game so you're going to need to make choices about what you want to do i think the obvious choice in this game was to just cut it down by several hours and then add a little bit more polish to these couple areas that do stand out 
because the game is too long, and if they would have reallocated those resources into just making just tiny things here and there uh, stand out a little bit more, it would have been, I think, I think a better package overall. Um, it just, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like AAA games seem to be getting longer and longer again. Um, and they don't need I'm not, to. I'm not against that. I'm not, I'm not but, against it, but like, kind of, kind of what your point is, Josh, like, I don't know if cutting down a few hours, uh, equivalates to them putting more polish in other areas. I don't know if that's how it would work, but in theory, in principle, if that is how it did work, I'd be all for it. You know, I'd be okay sacrificing four hours of meandering through buildings to get a little bit more polish in those areas, strictly due to the fact that it would have brought me even further into the game than I already am. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, sorry. I know you're about to descend into another point, so I wanted to get that in there before you do. I apologize. Okay. But no, you were think, talking about AAA games getting much longer, um, and you don't yeah, think that's it's, necessary. No, I, I don't think it's necessary. Like, I, I get... <sighs> there was a lot of pushback for a while, kind of at the end of the PS2 era about games getting too short. And I feel like they have gotten longer. And like, that was, that was kind of, that was the height of it. It seemed like around there, the beginning of the PS3, that sort of, that, that era, games were much shorter. And a lot of people were complaining about it. But I think a lot of the campaigns we got were much more tight and better paced and memorable because they weren't just large for the sake of it um well okay you have that, to stop there that's that, the part you can't just say large for the sake of it because that is just that is not that's not accurate because that's implying that they're like let's just make it long just because i think that's a huge fallacy. No, I'm not, i think the biggest i think that you're splitting here's what you're doing josh i think it's okay to say you prefer shorter games because that it, like better suits your lifestyle or what you're looking for but like for me in general and the general consensus I've got in in talking to people about this game, I don't feel that at all. I feel like because Naughty Dog has crafted every inch of this game so meticulously, you could cut it short, but I don't feel like it was necessary. Like, they've done... Because, again, they're not repeating, regurgitating stuff, I don't believe. So I never felt like it was too long because they're always showing me something new. I don't want to leave the world with these characters and these environments. I'm I'm having a great time. It implies that... um, you're saying there's this pushback like games should they're just getting too long well for you you prefer them be shorter and i think that's valid. no in general but I don't think like there's no, no you can't there are no games statement. editors no okay that's your that's that's absurd josh there are plenty of long games that people love and well, they're incredibly one detailed thing, and and there's so much to i don't think you should just say games are too long just because i mean obviously like, obviously there's i could have played 50 hours of this game no you couldn't like it's barely what? worth the the length that it is but dude i'm started a new game i'm yeah, gonna play 50 yeah you can rewatch a movie but that's not the same as if it was that length to begin with you're missing the point though naughty dog is meticulously crafting every inch of this game it's not They're like not, some company there are not areas that are way quests, less go kill 30 they are interesting they absolutely are. there's an open world section that doesn't need to be there 
They could have oh, trimmed that down just so break. you're not wasting time. That was time. incredibly detailed and interesting and unique. Like, why, why did it not need to be there? Just because you didn't like it? It didn't need to be there for pacing. Like, it made sense. Because you didn't like it. Oh, fucking Christ. Just listen for two goddamn seconds. It made sense to be there because you're searching for someone at that time. But you don't actually, ser- like, the, what, what you're ostensibly doing, you don't do in that sex- section. And so it ends up not working as well as it should. By the time you're done with it, it feels like you just wandered around instead of like you were actually searching for someone. Um, Have you ever searched for someone before, Josh? You literally just said that it, you literally, the first part of what you were saying is that you had to be doing that and then you like backtracked on it. Like you're, why don't you? Do, why, I don't understand why you don't just say that you didn't. One, you didn't enjoy that, thing, but it doesn't make uh, it bad. It doesn't mean it's executed poorly. It just means maybe you didn't enjoy it. No, when they execute something poorly, it's because they execute something poorly. Like it has nothing. In your mind, you cannot separate the two. What the fuck you, are you talking nobody about? Nobody thinks they separated that. You're the only person I've ever taught. You have the strangest complaints with this game. Like, they create this big, beautiful area. You get to explore with this map and go to all these different environments. And there's all this storytelling. Storytelling, And you're like, oh, this area didn't need to exist. What? What? what are one you thing, kidding me? One thing I wanted to say, I'm going to jump in here really quick before this gets too heated, is one thing I was curious about is, because we're talking about games getting longer. I wonder uh, if that has been influenced by Breath of the Wild, actually, because I think like I agree with Josh in that like games were shorter during in general during the end of the 360 PS3 era. And then I think that it's if memory recalls, it started that way with Xbox One and PS4 era Sans Fallout uh, 4. And then we saw Breath of the Wild came out, and it's such a huge, expansive game that I wonder if that has had. I don't with the, think with so. The I think it was starting before then. So with stuff like okay. like Skyrim and like a lot a lot of the other open world RPGs, I feel like people were really getting into. I mean, think about like the Assassin's Creed games have gotten larger and sure. larger with every iteration because people oh we we need larger and larger open worlds for people to constantly play. And I think a part of that is, unfortunately, so they can sell you more microtransaction crap while you're in this world for 400 hours. Um, but, yeah. but but that's my point, Josh. Like, exactly what you're saying. If it's a game where they're like, hey, go kill 10 wolves in this area over and over again, or do this side quest. Like, there's areas where you, there's games you can see where all the filler and the stuffing is. What I'm saying is that this is not one of those cases. Well, but and to be fair, as far as games being longer, you love Breath of the Wild, and that's like the, the longest game I've played not, in five but, years. But that's, but this that's game the gameplay. Game filler. But like, like what? This game the, has no filler. There's filler everywhere. Filler. The no, issue, there is filler. The filler. Like, no. The amount right. of times you click open duct tape war- in the game? That's not... That, you could say right, that no, But the point being, they have this one open world section. I'm fine with that if that's with the direction they want to go with. Like, okay, we're going to continue searching. Like, that's, that's going to be the thing. You're going to get to a new area. You're going to search around, find clues and whatnot. You do it one time, and it never comes up again because they realize that it's killing the pacing. 
like the the story called for that moment it's inspired it's the game is not hampered by oh josh thinks the game should go a b c d and i know what pacing is the game is just like this is where this is where they should be at this moment josh dina and her are exploring let's get in this big open world you need that time to connect with dina because without getting into spoilers they take her away it's right for the game at that time it's they're just following the flow of the story and the characters. It's not beholden I, to some generic blueprint. I see, That's why you play a different character in the middle. I see Josh's point of like where it messed up the pacing for him. And I think it's fair to say, Morgan, that he's allowed to have that opinion, right? And the thing for me is I didn't feel like it messed up the pacing at all. Um, I actually really enjoyed that segment. And I don't think it's bad. I To me, I view it as something like... it. And this is the only comparison I have right now. I apologize, but go with me. It's like comparing modern music that sits in this with the same four chords and the same four four um, beat the entire song. Like, and I'm not saying that's what you want, Josh. I'm saying like it's comparable that versus like a classical song that has all these different moving parts that never repeat itself. And for me, that's kind of what I viewed that for me in this context and that's why it worked for me is that they included mm-hmm. this segment i thought it made sense at the time yeah. you know ellie was going to this new area that she had never been to before um except well she did actually once prior never mind doesn't quite work that way but she had never been to this exact area and so mm-hmm. um she's exploring it and it was a cool segment in the game for me. I really enjoyed it. It made a lot of sense in context with what was going on in the game, but I also could see why it didn't work for other people because it could, it could kill the pacing because it was like, all right, why was this in here once, but never again? It's kind of like a song where a prog song where you hear one really cool part and then they never repeated it again. And you're like, man, I wish they would have given me a little bit more of that segment. Or why did they throw that random ass segment in there? It's not going to always work for everybody, but I think, still think it has value to the overall structure yeah like they do that a lot where you'll see something one time and it'll never come back and i'm just saying that a lot of them don't fit really that open world segment was not that long it wasn't bad like as far as as far as filler goes i don't think it was egregious or anything um it was the only thing that was kind of awkward about it is that as far as It's it's like dense in one area. Like look over here. They're trying they're really trying to lead you and then there's nothing else going on, but there's still a ton of room to explore. So it feels like if you really want to explore a lot of it, there's a, a lot of empty stuff there. Um yeah. so if you blow through it, it's great. It really it fits it fits the the pacing well if you're just trying to get to the story sections they're telling you. It works really well in that case. Uh, but if you're trying to explore the whole thing, there's a there's a lot of empty stuff there. Um, there there are a few other situations. I, I don't really want to get into spoilers because they're later on. But where something will yeah, just happen sure. really quick and it'll be done. I mean, but but it still it doesn't add a lot. It's just kind of there. And I I don't know if I can agree with that. Like I. Here's what I will agree with. I do think it's spoiler. Or spoiler. I do think it's filler. And the reason why I think it's filler is it's not necessary to completely move the main story and the main themes forward. However, 
I do think it's very, very interesting in that it builds the relationship between Ellie and Dina early on. And I think that yeah. I think that if you want to be more immersed in what's happening there, then if you want to be, then it is essential. If you don't care about that dynamic or that relationship, then it's filler at that point. Any yeah, way you I think, look at it. Yes. I I I think mm-hmm. there's a lot to agree with there. Yeah, no, I mean, as far as as far as the relationship with Dina, <clears throat> yes, you need that space there, but I don't think an open world is the only way to get that across. They could have just had any other segment and it would have been enough time with her. So I don't I don't think that's anyway. That's beside but, the point. What that that's what that Go ahead, Morgan. I've talked a lot. Go ahead. I apologize. I again, Josh, I think what when it comes to analysis, what is getting twisted a little bit here is like if things because you told us last week you're not enjoying the story and you don't think the combat is that great, which you said at the beginning of the show, then everything's going to feel fucked for you. I don't think you're the pacing is going to feel fucked because you're not enjoying what's happening. Like if I'm in love with the combat and in love with the characters and the world, and the environment then it's not going to... So this whole idea that, like, the pacing is fucked for you, maybe maybe the pacing is fine. Maybe if you enjoyed the combat and the, and the story more, you wouldn't even really look at it that way. Because if you don't enjoy the combat and the story, then what the... Then how the fuck would you even know the pacing? Just structurally, there's... You can... As far as that goes, because you know more or less kind of the, 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 the big beats that are going to happen, I feel like... The second time through those three days in Seattle, it's paced way better. There's there's more happening um, for like the amount of time you're putting in that you're that you're seeing. You're you're getting way more out of the same amount of time for the for the most part. Um, like I mean. They're just different. They're just different things. I, and just, it's well, weird to me that yeah. you enjoyed the second. And it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't help that Jesse is completely useless to the story. It, it like is as far as like the interactions there. It, it like he he accomplishes nothing. Uh, it, it's it's just awkward. Like, but but Josh, don't you think that maybe if you're not enjoying the story and the gameplay, that it's just right, going to be d- difficult just stop. for you? To- no, just stop. You you've said the same thing eight times. We we get it. Well, you've also said the same thing eight times. It's because you ignore it every large... time. All right, we're done. I'm, I'm not. Let's move on. Well, What's the next not... topic? Okay. All right. Fuck this shit game. Christ. <laughs> Josh, that's that's embarrassing analysis. It's I'm really not. that analysis it's on this. It's really it not. This... I've okay, given tons of analysis and you ignore it. If said Breath of the Wild is a shit game, you'd be like, oh, that's a fucking weirdo. Oh, and then God, I'd ignore it. Well, that's a fucking I wouldn't weirdo. sit there and yes. say the eight the same thing but eight times in a row. I respect your analysis. That's why I think this is absurd because I don't think you're giving this game a fair I'm shot. I'm giving it like, more than a fair shot. Like, this is literally the highest rated game in the history of the PlayStation 4 and it's a shit game. Get That is absurd, Josh. It doesn't and even I, remotely I know deserve you that. and respect you too much to think that you believe that shit. I don't know what bad mood you woke up when you started playing this game, but you have not been fair to this game at no, all. No, like it's, it doesn't deserve that at all. It's not. It's probably not in the top five. It's ridiculous that it's up there, and it's up there because of the hype from the first game. And that's it. Okay. All right. Well, game that you loved until you replayed it again and told me it was shit, right? So. Yeah. 
Maybe you're just not in the mood for that right now. I don't think it's. I don't think this is the game to rip apart, Josh. This game is doing too many bold, interesting no, things not. for storytelling. It's not doing you don't anything think it is, for storytelling. Oh, it's literally doing that, Josh, nothing for storytelling. That, if you believe that, then there's nothing else I can say. There's not. This is nothing yeah. else. I can like they they do not have the chops to try to tell the story they're trying to tell. It's fucking Naughty Dog. What do you mean they don't have the chops? They don't. Have you ever played Uncharted Four? Yeah, and Uncharted you the Four last had of an us? amazing story about? because of what they were trying to get across. They don't they're have try- the chops. They they're not doing a good job with this one. It is. You said that? Did you just say Naughty Dog doesn't have the chops? Where does that to even to tell come the from? story they're trying to tell? Because they're not doing a good job with this one. I think in the four years we've done this podcast this is the most I have disagreed with you on anything. I don't even think you're being fair. I really don't. I can even stomach the Red Dead shit because I think this game is way. You didn't way, stomach the Red game, Dead shit. We heard about I that didn't, for but a like, year. And and <laughs> and I know you'll point to that as being some bullshit too. But like, I just feel like this this storytelling in this game, for even compared to Red Dead, is on a whole nother level of quality. I'll give it that. Like, it is would, much better storytelling than Red Dead too. Oh, but that's not. That doesn't mean anything compared to you. I I would agree with that. That I do think the story in this game is better than Red Dead Two. I don't. I don't. I don't think that it's a bad story at all. At all. Uh, I think it's an interesting and compelling story. I do think that to to call upon an er- earlier conversation because there's something that I kind of wanted to. Um, admit publicly because i initially had said that i i think the game isn't largely about revenge um because i'd experienced earlier segments i think i was wrong about that i do think there are other things that the game is about i do think that my initial analysis about the other aspects was correct still but i do like i have having experienced a majority of the game not all of it um at this point i do think it's largely about revenge um and i think it's about exploring all aspects of that yeah but it it does it does go deeper it definitely goes deeper than that um and we can't discuss that unfortunately yeah like i've been trying to trying to avoid the spoilers because we're already we're moving into the territory as far as talking about anything with this i as far as what i've considered spoilers i've been just kind of going off of what they put on the embargo as far as like not getting on anything after that even though i think it's stupid in that capping the reviews at like the first third of the game is really dumb for them to have done that's i'm still as far as like for the sake of anybody else who's seen a review but still doesn't want spoilers i'm still trying to not talk about anything past that for the most part so um but i think yeah yeah I was really just going to throw it to Shay for five minutes to say, hey, I'm playing this game, and uh, we're going to talk about it next week. I didn't expect okay. this to talk for an hour and a half. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, the thing is, no matter how any one of us sit on this game, and I think this this will be good to leave it at this, um, that way we avoid any future arguments or disagreements, is that it's an important game, obviously, and I do think that if, even if, people don't like certain aspects or don't like the overall overall package. I think we could all sit here and confidently admit that this game is, uh, I don't revolutionary. I think is too strong of a word. Whatever would be right below that 
it's incredibly pertinent in that like it does a lot of things right it is obviously forwarding gaming in a lot of ways storytelling i don't agree that it's forwarding it in um a unique com completely and wholly unique way but as in terms of uh gaming this is definitely one to two to possibly even yeah. three steps I, forward I guess, in game yeah i feel like the storytelling is very similar to what they did in uncharted 4 as far as you know character interactions while you're just playing the, the game and then also more flashbacks than a christopher nolan film um <laughs> which i've enjoyed that to be but honest with you it, it, but it's very similar to what's been done before so as far as revolutionary storytelling i'm just not i do not see that i don't see it as doing anything telling a story differently so well there's three no. things i can get into next next time we record i'm not we can all have time okay. to do yeah. it here okay um I don't where where what are we doing? Where are we? I don't understand what's going on. We are uh, talking what's... about if you join the Patreon, you can hear and get early access to our Chomping After Dark episodes where we are there breaking down the stories, spoilers and all of some of your favorite games, some games you've never heard of and even some movies. That's right. And this game is next on the docket next week where we're going to sit down and break down everything. But that's not all you get access to. You get access to a, a VIP Instagram page. You get access to Patreon-only polls. You get access to a Patreon-channeled Discord. You get access to Skype calls, all that and more. If you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why they call her Veronica, huh? Take that, Josh. Take that. You're not just wrong. You stupid. Mm. That's very. I'm rude. sure he was yeah, talking. See, I'm glad you didn't discover that voice message in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> I'm really, really happy. It sucks because I saved all of his with like little stars so they wouldn't forget him, and then I deleted all the. I did the thing in WhatsApp where it says delete all messages except starred. So the problem is now they just want to play like one after another. So it's like mm. it, it's it's more difficult that way. I think they I think they'll just play one after another. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Let's see what no, they auto play. It's a, it, yeah, it's a setting in Sky or Skype. Uh, WhatsApp. Well, at the very end of the show, I'll just let, let them all go in a row. We'll see. We'll see yeah, what happens. We'll see what it sounds. Like. Uh, okay, two other quick things to get to here. Um, uh, let's see. So as far as polls go, people did think it was unusual to put pepperoni under your cheese, mm. sadly. Um, let's They're see, buying 70, into big pizza. Come on, 70, sheeple. Yeah. Come on, sheeple. You too can put pepperoni under your cheese. 75% of the audience has said pepperoni on top. No, it's not that pepperoni on top is bad. No, I think I as just... far as toppings go, pepperoni on top of the cheese is one of the better above the cheese toppings. But yeah, we, we, we got yeah, into this when, we mean, first, when you first brought it up. But We did, yeah. yeah. I was just, I just, you would be surprised how many people messaged me and were like, who the fuck puts their pepperoni? <laughs> like it was such a foreign concept to them. Like I was putting like chocolate on my pizza mm. or something. It was so weird. To them that you I know, would do that. Cheese is pizza's comfort blanket. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sort of the duvet of the pie. That's well, right. It's, exactly. It it's like you know how like some people like the pepperonis cold out of the fridge, but you also they're good crispy on top of the pizza. Mm -hmm. The thing about putting them under the cheese is that they're just kind of like warm and greasy. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um 
so it's just different, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I but think it also depends on the pie sometimes. People don't sprink, sprinkle the cheese evenly. Sometimes, like, a, a speck mm-hmm. of pepperoni will scrape on the side of your mouth and get grease all over <laughs> you. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, sometimes yeah. I'm I sure think, it is beneficial to yeah. eat the pepperoni underneath. I think it depends how much pepperoni you want, honestly. Because, like, I'll put so much pepperoni that there's literally no square inch. Like, it's, like as tightly packed as you can get those pepperonis on there. But you can't do that over the cheese. Because if you do it over the cheese, the cheese will never get browned. And you'll have mushy yeah, cheese. Yeah, it's true. So it, it depends. Yeah. Like, if, if you want crispy cheese and tons of pepperoni, you got to go put the pepperoni underneath. But if you want just a little pepperoni, then you put it on top so that can get crispy and you still get nice browned cheese everywhere except where the pepperoni is. So well, it's, it's how hard you go on the pepperoni. That, One... One, I want to hear you more talk more about pack and meat. Um, two, uh, why not both? Why not put pepperoni under the cheese and on top of the cheese? You could why do that. Both? You, you, yeah, yeah, you could. You, you could. That's actually if you want to get more pepperoni idea. on there, you could put a layer underneath so you get tons of pepperoni, but then still put a few on top so you get the nice crispy ones. It's I'm, always I'm surprised an option. people aren't doing this, like decking up pizzas, like a thin layer of pepperoni, another layer, uh, layer of cheese, another layer of pepperoni, another layer of cheese. Mm. <laughs> just, it's like, it just keep going. It's like a cake. It's at that <laughs> point. You just keep... Well, people are going to be like, well, that's not pizza. That's lasagna. Well, I say you can suck my dick. Mm. I, I feel It's like still not anywhere just... near as thick as a pizza when... <laughs> Chicago is making it. Shut up, dick. Yeah. Actually, those Chicago, yeah, Chicago pizzas are weird. When I yeah. see them, I've never had one. But when I look at them, they don't look like pizzas to me. They look like like they're like a casserole that happens to have yeah. pizza toppings. They're they're so thick. Which this is a Midwest thing because even even Mich- even it. even Michigan like the the Detroit style pizzas do this a lot. They use sauce that's too sweet. Um. Which is like they they probably probably as a side effect of cooking it too long, because as it cooks down, it gets sweeter and sweeter. Just by having that much yeah, sauce on there, yeah, and it ends so up bad. with a, the whole thing just ends up a little bit too sweet. For sure. Um, let's see this. So some of this stuff maybe we could just shelve a little longer till Rich gets back. Um, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a plug on the ratchet and clank stuff till next week i will just tell you guys that i start playing the reboot in, just for fun and i'm real i'm enjoying it and i do have a lot of thoughts on this i was just deeply fascinated that there was a ratchet and clank movie that had like rosario dawson and john goodman and all these like actually um big it's so strange to me i know the movie wasn't received really well i had a pretty bad um rotten tomatoes I, i've never seen it i don't know if it's any if, if it's i didn't even not. know that it existed i think they made it at the same time as they made that reboot like i think it came out around the same time but it was supposed to be like a joint yeah. sales thing yeah, yeah. I, I don't and the, the, it's yeah, it, I, yeah i didn't see it at the time but I, I remember that i remember that movie coming out at like right right around i think it was the same summer that they both came out so it's it's 
it's cool because the um, the they crossed over a lot of that stuff, so they just kept a lot of the same actors. And the the game mm-hmm. is a reboot of the the game is the reboot, right? But it, the movie was sort of based loosely on that 2002 game, so it, it it has this structure to the game that almost reminds me of like when I was younger and I would go rent like. Uh, like a Disney movie rental video game from like my local BX, mm. you know, like a Bug's Life or something. Yeah. It's like structured like that and it has that sort of like schlocky platforming fun to it. It's more polished than that, but that's the vibe I'm getting. Um, like the identity of Ratchet and Clank is almost that like it doesn't have a very specific identity to me. Um, and I'll be able to dig more into that next week, but I'll just let everyone know that I am playing it. I miss that. That is right. a topic. That is a topic we need to do is old Disney games for old <laughs> systems. Because for real, there were some phenomenal Disney games. Aladdin, Lion King, Hercules for the PS1. Yeah. It's crazy I how they that, started dropping off yeah. in quality. Because a lot of those early ones were good. Like the the original DuckTales game is great. They remastered Another that. great one, yeah. Like, oh, what was it now? It's been, like I, I don't know, five, ten years. But even the remaster mm. of it was still really good. It's like... So yeah. many of them were great. Well, a, a lot of them were not great, but I still have good memories of them because I would just go rent them and play them for hours. And I know that objectively they were not good games, but I just really like 3D platformers. So I have a lot of memories of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the jank. You, when you play a janky game, you sort of adjust to the jank. And it's like one of those weird things yeah. where you like adjust to how to play the game that's not great, but you're still having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those like made for movie video games because you know how that works they would just get in touch with the company and be like hey we need a ratatouille video game mm-hmm. there is one of those and we yeah. need we need this oh, by this date like, like not disney but still movie tie-ins but like enter the matrix was one of those ones where it's just like mm-hmm. that was in the era of hey we're gonna tell a different story it's still in universe it's still canon so you should totally play this game but so yes. little actually happens in it that it doesn't really matter if you saw yeah. any of it or not. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That it, game is absolutely terrible, me, yeah. and I love it. That is that is one of the worst games that I just I really enjoyed playing Dude, through. I, Enter the I Matrix. I totally get it. Yeah. It it, it is awful. I, it is I, I it's a terrible game. I, but it was. And for a while there, I was like, when I was a teenager, I was absolutely obsessed with the Lord of the Rings movies. Like I had tried to mm. read the books, but like I. I couldn't bear to sit with him at that age. But, like, I was, like, anything Lord of the Rings, I was into. Like, any of the games that had come out, I had played them all. Um, And then I remember there's this one game called Lord of the Rings The Third Age. And it was supposed to be this RPG style. And it wasn't a bad game, but it definitely was not a good game. But I absolutely loved the fuck out of that game. And this conversation yeah, just yeah. reminded me of that game. Mm-hmm. I completely had forgotten I, about that game. I feel like it was easier when I was a kid too, because I was less hypercritical of 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 stuff when I played it. In a, in a way, like yeah. I, I was, I still read reviews and stuff. I was still a nerdy kid, but I, I wasn't think, like hypercritical of everything that I was. Happening. I think we played a whole lot more as kids, like cause, a because we had more time, and then b because it was way easier to either rent stuff or like. GameStop, you used to actually be able to get stuff for cheap there. Like, go there and... I, I know in high school... PS2 movie Yeah, games. oh my god, yeah. yeah like, I, I would go There's in tons. to a GameStop and, like, for 15 bucks, come out with four used games. Man. 
Well, and that's the thing, though. A lot of them were 3D platformers, which were like the the most one of the most popular genres that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like if you were making a game based on a children's movie, it was always 3D platformer. Yep. Yeah. So many of them. Were. I, yeah. I, I will forever miss the days where we could rent games. Like I know, I know that dates me, and that's fine. And I know I sound like an old head, and that's fine. But man, did I love renting games. There was nothing at all in the world like the thrill of being a child and you're like, Hey dad or mom, can, can we go to the, can we go to whatever store it was? Uh, for us, it was Hastings and then we'd go to Hastings and just look at all the games, look at all the covers and be like, Oh, I want this one. And like, you're holding that little jewel case and like, you're so fucking excited that you get to spend a week with this brand new game. And just like the whole process, all of it was just so great. And I just, I miss that. I really do. And obviously, yeah. even if they brought back renting games, it wouldn't be the same as an adult, but it'd still yeah. be I mean, pretty They, they kind of awesome. have with like Redbox and, you know, like Gamefly kind of does it, that, but it, just doesn't, it did for doesn't, a while, yeah. doesn't have the same feeling. But yeah, absolutely. Like I still associate N64 with the smell of the, uh, the, vi- the video rental place right outside Scott yeah. Air Force Base. Um, that we used yeah, to always go yeah, to. It's like totally. like two dollar games to rent for for rent for the. I don't know if it was the. I think it was like the weekend or whatever. Like you could go in there, yeah. two bucks, and rent this game. Um, like I I I guess associate that whole console with the smell of that rental place. It's so crazy how that works, dude. Like I'll walk by like a what are they called? An idol bar. There's this one idol bar where like uh, cute cutesy girls perform here in japan i'll walk by it every week to go to the grocery store and it smells like stale cigarettes that have just seeped through the foundation of the building and have just come out onto the street and that smell i don't know why always reminds me of the genesis snes era slash the n64 ps1 era because i would always go to my friend's house to play a few of my friend's houses to play games and some of their parents smoked and of course you would smell that while they're doing it and you're down in the basement or wherever you're at playing Mm -hmm. games up in your friend's room and that stale cigarette (laughs) smell always reminds me of that generation of consoles yeah the ps1 it's funny i've got different smells for the n64 and the ps1 because I did so many, yeah, I, yeah. like the rental place for, was, you know, I, I got the N64 myself, like save it up for it. And because of that, you know, rented a bunch of games. Um, but the PS1 in particular, I still associate the smell of mildew with that because I would play. <laughs> I well, Yeah, like my friends had the, you know, the TV and the PS1 set up in the, in the basement. And we would go down yeah. there in the basement and play ps1 games all the time and so i smell like a musty basement i'm like fuck yeah let's go let's play some final fantasy or let, <laughs> let's I, play some let's, crash Bandicoot. let's fucking get into some cool borders i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird how the fucking jet sense. moto mm-hmm. pounds That's, some surge that is, that is a topic for for a whole nother day god damn it mm-hmm. um but i will say this um and let's just put a pin in some of these things and just save them till next week josh i know you have another game or two and i didn't get in the ratchet and clank but i we're already at two and a half hours here. Um, <laughs> let's just let's just plug it for next week because we got sidetracked. As a funny, here's what I'll do: if you go to Patreon.com/swordchomp and you sign up, I'm going to put all of Rich's voice messages. And I'm going to play them in, in a row and record them. There's a ton of them, and some other hidden stuff from the show. And I'm going to put them up on our VIP Instagram page. Um, just as a fun way to end the show. On that note, these are all real. 
video games. B-Movie, the video game. <laughs> Finding Nemo for the Game Boy Advance. Toy Story oh. 3 for the PS3. Barnyard, the animated movie you forgot existed. Cars, of course. G-Force, I believe that's the hamster spy movie made into a video game. The, the Incredibles 2004, Chicken Little, that's not that surprising. Of course, Ratatouille, Spongebob, well, that's not surprising at all. Alvin and the Chipmunks on the DS, 007 Quantum of Solace on the Wii, Coraline on the Wii, C fucking Coraline on the goddamn Wii. I mean, the, the list goes on movie. and on. It's, it's a fascinating I will world. I would say the first Toy Story game was... A fun fucking game on the Super Nintendo. Back in the day, yeah, yeah, it was. It was hard as fuck though. It oh was. God. Yeah, any of those platforming games during that era were just brutal. Hell, yes. Um, I on do. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for being here today. Of course, we're gonna catch up again next week when Rich joins us again. And just on the point we talked about earlier, um, sixty-five percent of our audience did say they do think The Last of Us Two is gonna be is the best looking console game of this generation um i will say it's at least the best looking ps4 game for what it's worth for sure um yeah it's it's been <laughs> it's been don't get me started <laughs> it's been a lot of fun thank you for, thank you for being here from michigan josh uh from japan shay uh, of course general mountain time here from montana and we'll be back next week probably with rich and my wife is messaging me already hurry the fuck up so we will see you next week Probably.